Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Peter Hellier and Danny McGinlay. Head to littledumdumclub.com if you want to find some of the merch we have for sale. We have face masks that are flying off the shelf, don't we, Carl? Oh, look, you can go there. There's probably none left, but have a go. Have a crack. Uh, you can also support the show on Patreon if you would like to do that. You can get a bonus, two bonus episodes every week. We will talk to you more about that stuff at the end of the episode. But until then, enjoy this new one with Peter Hellier and Danny McGinlay. Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo. With me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Good kid. We've got two very special guests today joining us. One in the room, one down the line. See if you can guess which is which. We've got Danny McGinley and Peter Hellier. Yeah. Yes. Morning. <laughs> I, wow. I, have, I have broken borders and I'm coming to you from the great state of New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Live via satellite, just uh, the new Richard Wilkins himself, Pete Elliott. <laughs> Richard Wilkins has has emerged as the Superman of the coronavirus. He, I think he there's yeah. It, we need we need to take Richard Wilkins's blood. I think there's the key to the vaccine in Richard Wilkins's blood. Yeah, because he's <laughs> he's had it well at least twice, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I think he's had, I think he's had it two hundred and twenty three times. And somehow, <laughs> it was awkward when he had to report his own death. The only person who should be allowed to just stroll through borders and international zones is is uh, is Richard Wilkins. Uh, I'm, I'm confirmed. Did he get is, it? Is that, is, is that maybe is that proven that facelifts ward off the coronavirus? Is that, <laughs> is that some sort of antidote? <laughs> we all have to get vote Botox, and that's yeah, how yeah. we're safe. That'd yeah. be that'd be pretty great. Did he catch it from Tom Hanks, or did Tom Hanks catch it from oh. him? Which way around did it go? Right, because that's think, a pretty cool badge of honor. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think they slept with each other and uh, during an interview, it, it got a little bit, you know, a little bit steamy, a little bit like, you know, the Tom Cruise, Liz Hayes interviews of the uh, the late 80s. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, he, did Tom Hanks draw um, Wilson's face over the top of Richard Wilkins' face? <laughs> <laughs> Have sex with him? I'm going to say, I wouldn't mind getting it if I caught it off a celeb. Like, it sounds yeah, brutal, yeah. but you're like super oh. sick, but you're talking to people, they're like... How'd you get it down the shops? You're like, uh, you're familiar with a show called Seinfeld and a little character yeah. called Kramer? Yeah, I yeah. caught it from Michael Richards. So, so that's yeah, your yeah. go-to. That's Of all the celebrities you could catch COVID-19 <laughs> from, you want the Michael Richards COVID. Yeah, me and him having a bit of a symposium, a, a free discussion of ideas and things that we both believe in. And, uh, <laughs> him, him, <laughs> him, opening your, him opening your butthole like Kramer opens the door yeah. in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are we talking sexually transmitted? He doesn't have to have fucked me. He could have just been in the same room right, okay. as me. Okay, okay. I, I, do feel, I do feel Tom Hanks getting coronavirus sets up like you know, the worst Philadelphia sequel. You know, it's, it just doesn't, yeah. <laughs> doesn't have the same punch. It's mad that he was... Yeah, 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 he was like almost a patient. You know, he really was on the front lines. Like, that seems like about seven years ago. Yeah. And that's all really... Yeah kicking off he got it done early you know yeah. back when a celebrity getting it was like a big story that, that would be good if actually every case of COVID-19 came from somehow Tom Hanks mm. like that was known as the Tom <laughs> Hanks disease in Australia it all came from that he was like the, the cane toad you know it, oh it, yeah yeah it just all multiplied from him Tom Hanks and introduced species in yes. Australia <laughs> yes exactly anyone, Peter you work on a news show has anyone famous died from it yet 
Tom Hanks, just uh, breaking news, guys. Um, oh, right. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> just, well, it took a while. That, that's why I thought we were talking about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you thought this was a tribute show. Right, okay, no, no. no. Is, is it just but that's me? how the celebrities... There's been some, Danny, there's been some, um, dare I say it, and I can't, like minor celebrities or, or you know, uh, celebrities who we maybe hadn't heard of for a while. Nobody... Nobody in top flight um, has uh, mm-hmm. has that I I, I no may be wrong I may be wrong but I, I, not that I can think of. Do you right reckon now. Madonna? She'll she she's an attention seeker. Do you reckon she'll just neck herself just to uh, be the well, COVID she, woman? She came out the I other don't day. Think that's how COVID works. <laughs> <laughs> you don't kill yourself and name COVID in the suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna came out the other day and, and tweeted uh, that you know one of these conspiracy theories that they've actually got the vaccine and they're hiding it from uh, from all of us, which is um, oh yeah. that's it. Yeah, anyone who's on the conspiracy theory train, you have to assume their days are numbered because if you don't believe that it's a real thing, <sighs> then you're just happily out there, mask off, just ready remember, to go. Remember when conspiracy theories people used to be sort of cute, used to be yeah. sort of interesting. People yeah, would yeah. be like going on about the Yeti or about. Even chemtrails feels like like a cute little memory, and now it's just like, oh yuck! It's now the worst thing. Yeah, because it all it's all linked back to I want to behave in a selfish way. I don't want to wear the mask. I don't want to wear this. There's no one that was like pretending to have seen the Loch Ness monster, so that they could fucking walk around naked or whatever. It was yeah. It's only it was really only the owner of Loch Ness. (laughs) It was like pushing that for personal gain. This morning, this morning I saw there was a, a, a protest at the Shrine of Remembrance, and they had there was only a, there weren't many people. There were about you know uh, I don't know ten or fifteen people not wearing masks, complaining, protesting at the right like they're, they're protesting at the Shrine of fucking Remembrance. Yeah, you know, like this disease, <laughs> this virus is killing older people. Like. Like if this was a movie, yeah. the unknown soldier would have fucking burst up out of his fucking out of the shrine, just through <laughs> yeah, the fucking yeah. wall, and mowed him down with a fucking AK forty seven. That's what fucking yeah. would have happened in the movie, and I wish it had have happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, why is that flame still burning? What aren't they telling us? It's all a fucking conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. The shrine, of, the shrine of remembers to remember all those soldiers that fell, you know, because they refused to wear a helmet because the government, <laughs> the government was breeding their thoughts back in the thirties. <laughs> I have a friend who is just worryingly on the cusp of being big time conspiracy theorist and like she's she'll tweet out a lot of stuff and like Instagram a lot of stuff that's like very like anti vax adjacent. And at the start of all of this kicking off, like back in March, she was like read a really sad thing that um people are so worried about their pets getting COVID that they're getting their dogs put down <laughs> so that they so that they're not at risk of getting the coronavirus. And you know what? That sounds like Danny McGinley's Madonna theory, I think. But you know what? You know what? Those dogs are better off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've gone to a better place. Yeah. But so it's better she... be it's better to be dead than worried about being dead. <laughs> but yeah. so she she puts that in our group chat and we go where did you hear about this? And she goes, oh, I read it in an article. And we're like, I'd love to see the link to this article. And then she, it's just not been forthcoming. But then there are reports now that, like, there's been a couple of, like, the first reports in the last couple of weeks of people's pets getting it. So right. it's like, she's just she's just been biding her time and gradually become vindicated. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, the news has started to catch up to her mm. insane fucking conspiracy yeah, yeah, theory yeah, yeah. view Where of the world. Where does she stand on the naming of famous cheese brands? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, her big one is that uh, this is just an immunity issue. If we all had better gut health, then uh, this would just be like a common right. cold and uh, it, we, we all need yeah. to change what we're uh, eating. Hang on, hang on. Uh, she's, just, she's just speaking for big Yakult, <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's behaving like a bit of a big Yakult. <laughs> if you eat your own dog, you don't get COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the message that they're pushing. I, I, I think it's right that they changed the... Uh, the branding of coon cheese, and I tried the new brand uh, slut cheese, and I think it's really it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's, 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 is this just yeah. the off cuts that you can't say on the project? <laughs> it really is. That's why I swing by every few months. Is to <laughs> yeah, we should make that a regular thing. Pete's spicy corner. Uh, this yeah. is this is Pete's Pete's. Pete's project enema. That's what this is. <laughs> Just flushing all the shit out of Pete's system. <laughs> People could know if they're watching you on the show and if there's someone in the news who's been a bit of a cunt and yeah. they just see you just <laughs> frothing at the mouth, just wanting to drop some expletives and not quite able to get away with it. They're like, that's yeah. going to be a great dum-dum at the end of the month yeah. when it comes through <laughs> this is This is a fart you've been holding on to all day at the project. <laughs> yes. Can, can, can we circle back to ScoMo going to Hawaii? i got a few takes on that. <laughs> 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 now, um, can we can we talk about this, Pete? So, Pete, you've um, well, well, well. Look who's come crawling back to the world of podcasts. Pete Hellier himself. He's got a uh, he's got a, he's got a new podcast out now, all about um, uh, you. You get a guest in every week, and you uh, basically get them to watch a movie that they haven't seen before, an all time very famous movie. Um, and I've done an episode. I think that if you're listening to it. You listen to this as it comes out. I'm on this week's one, aren't I? I yes, think. yeah, that, that, that's right. And um, you you took a bullet. And the name of it is Pete. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. So yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's yeah. classic movies I haven't seen. That the guest watches watches the movie before they come in, and then um, we chat about it. So we you know we kicked off with Tommy Gleason and, and the Lion King. Uh, Sam Pang controversially hadn't seen the Castle, despite working for those guys. You know, for for ten years. <laughs> yeah. um, Must be nice. Um, and uh, yeah, and we've had um, uh, Ronnie Chang was uh, last week. He hadn't seen Made in Manhattan, which is, you know, it well, was. Now they're, they're, hang on, they're, classics is being very generous that is, here. That is so funny though, because you've got everyone like doing Casablanca and you know Gone with the Wind and stuff, and then he's co- you you provide a list to everyone, and he's come in and ignored that list and just put his own one in. Yeah, like as if there's anyone out there that's going, oh my god, I can't believe Ronnie Chang hasn't seen Made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it was, it was so about? funny because I, I you know I, I do provide a list as a, more thought starters, and I you know I let you know what movies we've already covered or people have already bagged, and um and so I, was, I sent that to uh, to Ronnie. And he just kept on coming back, you know, with, with like, the, when he came back with, he, he's a, in the text message, he just wrote, any questions for Ben? <laughs> <laughs> and I give him a call, not sure if he's joking or not. And I say, mate, that was, that's pretty funny. And he said, why? Well, what's funny about that? I said, well, listen, we've, we've already done the castle and, we, and, you know, I'm really happy to do the dish. Whether any questions for Ben, which I enjoyed, um, uh, whether it's considered a classic, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, he goes, yeah, but it's got. It's got people. Our friends in it. Our friends are in it. Let's rope that. work, Let's Peter Hellier. <laughs> yeah, <but that's, laughs> so, yeah. 
So uh, we... it sounds like he's pitching like a spin-off version of your podcast where it's actually called "Why the fuck did you see that?" Yeah. <laughs> where you get where you get guests on that have seen a movie that no one else, like people who go into bat for a film like yeah this week we're talking about that's my boy with Adam Sandler I think it's great guys let's <laughs> yeah, discuss yeah, it for an yeah. hour and a half yeah, yeah, yeah. Made in Manhattan is one of those films that is uh, that C- Carl's wife picks up at the supermarket exactly. yeah yes. exactly that is a nine dollar ninety seven. At the uh, the last point of uh, purchase at, at, mm. in a Coles. It's impulse buy. That's that's actually it's not even it's like a, a three movie. A, a, you yeah, know, oh you, yeah. You it's... get that. You get Grown Ups two. And suddenly thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. In one DVD. Yeah. It, it, it does that's, feel slightly more suited to Guy Montgomery's podcast. Um, I, 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 I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There is there, so there is a loophole in the in the premise because I do say classic or beloved. Movies, and I think, yeah, and I did, I did consider it, uh, and I think you could argue that Made in Manhattan is is a beloved rom com. I have never seen it myself. Who is in it apart from so J Lo, J Lo, and Ray Fiennes? Yeah, but who? Oh, oh, okay, Voldemort. Voldemort, uh, Voldemort is in it, and um, and it's it's one but of his very love interest. Is his love interest, and one of the very few uh, movies he's done where he actually uh, has an American accent, which is is slightly um strange. I would have preferred the German accent from uh, Schindler's List, to be honest. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, does this slightly wreck the podcast, though, Pete? Because, you know, you're going to keep making this show and, you know, you've set the bar very high with everything else and now he's set the bar very low. I mean, can I come back on and and push for watching Caddyshack 2 or anything like that? Just just all bets are off. You could just... Can I start naming pornos that I've never seen before but I'd quite like to... I'd quite like to watch. That, that, that's not the worst idea in the world, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> sweetie, I'm, sweetie, I'm watching a porno for the podcast. Can you just please shut the door? <laughs> Pete, how, um, how, how far can you stretch the definition of beloved? Because uh, if you were ever to ask me on, I haven't seen Triumph of the Will. Now, that's beloved in, <laughs> that's beloved in certain circles. <laughs> that's the... That's the pro Hitler yeah. one. Yeah, oh, God. Nazi propaganda. <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. I, I mean, have a copy of um, Birth of a Nation, which is one of the first films ever made in the United States, and it's a an ode to the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. I've never watched Jesus it, and Christ. I ordered it, and I've been on a watch list ever since. <laughs> oh God! So, Fuck. if you need one, Pete, if you need a copy of <laughs> Birth of a Nation, <laughs> well, it, the interesting thing about Birth of a Nation is it, still kind of held up as this kind of because it was one of the very early films. It, it's, 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 it's held up as this. Great ideas in it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it's how it this masterpiece. It's only recently that people have been going. This film's really fucked, and we should not be studying it. There are other films we can study, you know. To yeah, we can, yeah. Manhattan. Manhattan. Two is out there, you know. It, it's you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's but, not a Criterion collection of Birth of a Nation. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there, there may be, but the. No, so I won't. I won't be doing Triumph for the Will uh, or, or uh, uh, Birth of a Nation. You may have to, but there is. A, this, I start every episode by the guest saying, uh, "Hey, this is Carl Chandler. My three favorite films are blah blah blah." So you could include Triumph for the Will in that in those three films if you like. <laughs> Just right, sneak right, it in. Just right. roll it in in the intro. Great, no great. further discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I would I would probably because I in the moment I may not have connected. Triumph of the Will with Nazi propaganda. So I may have gone, hmm, hmm. Yeah, good film, that one. And just moved <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to make it very clear. I, I've never seen it, you know. That's why I'm, that's yeah. why I'm bringing yeah. it up. I've never seen it, you know. A lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. And my other favourite films are American History X, but I turn it off before the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Pauline Hanson's maiden speech to the Senate. <laughs> so, so before before we, uh, I'll let you know what Carl uh, watched. Uh, what what would your Tommy and, and Danny? What would your movies? Oh. Is there a classic movie that you kind of always regretted or a little bit embarrassed that you haven't seen? Well, I, I do know for a fact that you've done one of the big ones of mine, which is The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather, which is just you can't you can't bring that up in polite society that you haven't seen it. You just get you just get screamed yeah. at. So Luke, Luke McGregor hadn't seen uh, The Godfather, and it comes up, it actually comes up quite a bit that film. There's a few films that seem to come up uh, regularly, and that's one that I I feel has come up a few times, and people are a little bit embarrassed. Uh, Star Wars kind of comes up uh, a bit. We got Waleed Ali doing Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I kind of feel like he's going to ruin it for me. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but I, I... <laughs> uh, that is uh, what Waleed does. He ruins things with yeah, his yeah. intelligence. But yeah, you got to watch the God. You got to watch the Godfather. What was yours, Danny? Uh, well, actually, my one of my hobbies is um, I I'm trying to go through the top 250 films on IMDb. Ah. So I've actually rectified a lot of the films that I've ah. not seen. Um, the so, highest. So rank, hang on, out of the top 250, how many have you seen so I've far? I've seen 152. Oh, and the reason I haven't bad. seen the others is because I have small children, yeah. and uh, and a lot of them you can't get in Australia. Like the highest rating film I haven't seen is a Japanese 1962 film called Seppuku. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I cannot find on any streaming services, and I don't want to illegally download it. And Sebiko is Japanese for trying for the will. <laughs> I don't think it's far off. Yeah. And also, I can't. I have to do this by myself. These these films because we had some disasters early on. I got my my wife, who's uh, you know she likes movies as well. Mm. The she we were, we the kids had gone to sleep early, so we went. Let's try and watch one of these films. What's next? We watched a manga film called Grave of the Fireflies. Okay, which and that's is, on the top two fifty. That's in the top two fifty. That's right. like number forty six or something. Right. And that is ultimately about two orphans in World War Two who slowly starved to death. Oh, okay. And my wife was not a fan of that, just, you know, with a newborn child. So you do get a more... You, do, Pete, well, Carl, actually... That, that, is, that is quite a, a like a, a slight on a lot of movies if that made the top 250. Oh, yeah, it's a beloved manga. Uh, Surely Matey Manhattan gets it gets in above that. Surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's got its faults, but no orphans die in it, okay? You've got to give it that, folks. <laughs> Emaciated <laughs> children or Jenny from the block? Up to you. Because <laughs> yeah. one thing, Carl, I don't know if you noticed this. Pete, you'd back me up on this. Once you have children, you are affected by movies a lot more. You get more emotional in them, especially okay. when you've got a newborn and you're lacking sleep. It, it, it comes oh, up a I lot. It, it comes up a lot in the podcast about you know Harry Marshall, Ben Lomas watched ET. And uh, he was—he actually almost was crying in the podcast. And uh, but he was—he <laughs> <laughs> was an emotional wreck watching uh, uh, ET. And um, and because so Carl watched, and this is you know somebody had to do it. Carl stepped in. He watched. You want to tell him, Carl? Yeah, I watched Titanic. So, yeah, yeah. You've not seen it. I can okay. I can imagine you in about 1997 when everyone's saying you got to see this film. It's visually amazing, and you go, nah. Yeah, I'm exactly. Not doing that. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not a huge. I look to be honest. I I movied myself out like in about like you know straight out of high school. Like I, I reckon for a year or two, I became like a film nerd, and I watched everything that you know was on lists and stuff, and re- you know really went in deep uh, on certain sil- filmmakers, and you know. 
you to know, be fair though, there were eight movies back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seen by Willie, loved it. Um, <laughs> so um, watched a lot of it back then. And Jumped out of the way when the train was coming towards yes, you. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. they've made Birth of a Nation. There's no point seeing anything else. <laughs> yeah, something about a guy that sang jazz. Um, so <laughs> I, I haven't really. I'm not a big movie watcher anymore. I sort of got got over it then. So I haven't. I I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, like movies I've watched recently, I, I just don't. I just don't sit down and watch a movie. So to sit down and not only like I kind of think it's a bit of a waste of my time to watch a movie because I might go for ninety minutes, and then I pick the fucking three, the one three hour movie <laughs> yeah. that Pete had on his list instead. Well, that, that, that's why I think Sam Pang ended up with the castle because he originally said Gone with the Wind, and then he checked the running time, which is it's nearly oh. four hours, and now you got to watch the documentaries before and oh. after. So now it's like, it's like a seven hour experience. And, and then he, he looked at the castle, which is is a, a very crisp, like eighty eight minutes. So he just said, "Bang!" Yeah, <laughs> a real. I, I didn't I didn't think about it at all. But if I had, of I would have very quickly changed to an episode of Family Ties. <laughs> 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 about twenty two minutes there. That would Some have been of those Looney Tunes cartoons were technically screened in oh, cinemas. Yeah, they yeah, almost yeah, count yeah. as movies. Yeah, Rabbit <laughs> Season. Yep. I could have watched that. Quick eight yeah. minutes, no worries. Yeah. It's almost disappointing to me that you did Titanic because it's so impressive that you managed to go so long in your life without seeing it. It's such a when it came out, it was such a massive cultural phenomenon yeah. that it's it's disappointing to me. I wish you could had have just continued on your life having never seen it. There would have been there's, there's plenty of movies like that that I haven't seen though. There's he- heaps left that I haven't seen like that that are big. Like I I kind of think anything that went to number one, I'd be like fuck that. Everyone likes that. I'm not going to watch that. So uh, there's, okay. There's heaps of that. Avatar. I never watched Avatar. Give me a Japanese yeah, manga film. Come on, I want to see some orphans starving yeah, exactly. to death. <laughs> exactly. I want to see some rib cages. I don't want to see a big boat and iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> but did it affect you, Carl? Just, you know, you got a, you got the the newborn. You got to, did you get emotional? You know what? No, because I watched it. I was running against time. I didn't think that it went for that long. I forgot, and I was doing Pete's podcast in, in the morning, and I left to the night before. So instead of getting emotionally invested in any of it, I'm just watching the the clock going. Fuck this movie! <laughs> this is, come on, hurry up! I'm barracking for the iceberg. Fucking yeah, hurry great. up! What? Well, who thought an iceberg would be this slow? Doing what hell. some people do with podcasts and watching it at double speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, come on, sink, sink. Oh, boobs, sink, 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 sink. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. the uh, come on, Billy Zane. You paint me like one of your French girls scene. The nude scene gets a fair. Well, pardon the bank. It gets a fair whack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the one bit of the movie that, like, in the old VHS test, VHS tapes, yeah. where it just got blurred over the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Carl didn't watch the rest of the film. He just watched that scene on a loop for three and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl, did, didn't you consider, uh, like, maybe, like, fast-forwarding through the film or something, but then you chatted to Lomas about the, the podcast and he... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I did kind of um, think about that. I, I was... Because I was running it time but then um Lomas said to me that he talked to Pete and was like oh fuck he knew everything he was like giving me a pop quiz on it you know right so you can't get out of this <laughs> you know you <laughs> it's like oh fuck okay all right I'm gonna have to watch or, or what is it three and a half hours something like that yeah because, because you de- you then go and watch the movie as well you yeah you make a big effort to watch the movie as well because I'm thinking I can flub my way through this and go oh yeah that bit when they got on the boat Kelly, you're a man who's been around comedy a long time, knows that, like, these cunts are going to lie about having watched it. I've got to hold their feet to the fire yeah, on yeah. every small detail of the film. Carl, not every character was called Wobsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, then Old Mate got on a life preserver or something. Old yeah, Mate yeah, yeah. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and then Gilligan, um, you know, he, he jumped out and found his way home. And but but it, it, it has it, it has been great because I, I I've watched a lot of films you know that I I love such as uh, ET with Lomas and and uh, Thorne I did Heat, um, Godfather with Luke. Um, but um, there's a lot of films that I've, I I hadn't seen before. I had you know. Mighty Manhattan's not the best example, but uh, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid uh, with Bob Murphy. Uh, oh, great! Yeah, did great film. How 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 good looking, Danny, are those two lead men, uh, uh, Newman yeah. and um, of the little Dum Dum Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, yeah, no, Paul. the 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 Redford and Newman of uh, podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I won't. No, get right, Pete. That was one that was on my list of uh, things that I've got to absolutely go through, and I, I fucking loved it. That's a genuine, hilarious comedy as well as a good uh, western as well. Absolutely, it, 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 it's so great. One of those films that I decided really early on, like you know, within minutes. You know, when you decide within minutes that you love a film, you go, "I love this." Like this is going to have to really yep. fuck up. For me not to end up loving this, I wake up the next morning, <laughs> and my wife said, "I did you enjoy the film?" And I was just like, "Do you know how good looking Newman and Redford were?" Like, 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 and she's like, "No." no. I said, and I was just like, Google, like, I was googling imaging, going, "Look, look, look at their eyes! Look at their eyes!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you masturbating right now? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm making the kids' lunches. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that, that this movie um, back then a couple of minutes ago, but I was thinking on the way in today, I was thinking, you know, we're going to be talking about films. I'm trying to think of my own cinematic experiences. And I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not, I, I haven't been a big movie watcher over the years, but I was thinking about all the times I've been to the, the few times I've been to the cinema um, in the last 20 years or so. And I was thinking, you know what, the worst experience I ever had was watching Heat. Now, be, uh, now this is this is very strange, I guess. But I remember I've never been a big drug taker in any way, right? So I remember um, when Heat came out, um, I'd I'd been smoking stuff like a, three weeks before that or something, and I just got so anxious and had some sort of anxiety attack in the mo- in the middle of Heat that I was I just got into my head. Oh man, I think I'm still I think I'm still high from when I smoked that marijuana three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think something's wrong with my brain. I think I'm going to be permanently damaged from this. And I was having this fucking panic attack in the middle of heat. And I just left the movie, sat in the toilet for half an hour, and then came back and watched the rest of the heat and did not follow it in one way whatsoever. Everyone else walked out of the cinema going, what a triumph. And I'm like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) And even right now, I just think of when people go, oh, do you want to watch heat? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. What a nightmare. (laughs) That's so weird because it's 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 not like you're watching Cheech and Chong. There's no, there's, like, there's no marijuana yeah, yeah, or any yeah. kind of drug taking really no. in heat at all. I mean, no, Tone no, works in it. That's the weirdest thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it's like that's like a hippie movie now for me. That's like a drug-addled <laughs> movie is heat. I just can't watch it again. But it's about the cops, right? It's very tense. It's like a police From what I saw, thriller. yes. Yeah, so, yeah. You're, so you're probably thinking... Fuck, the, the boys in blue are going to find oh. out what I've done three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's maybe that was the link. Purple Rose of Cairo style. They're going to come out of the screen and bust mm. me. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Pacino does play a drug addict in that though. Like it's never explicitly said on screen, but he he said in interviews that he played him as a coke addict. That's oh. right. That, yeah. Pete, you've probably yeah. done the research. Yeah, that, that, that's that's absolutely right. That's, that's why he has these massive bursts. You know, she's got a 
great ass! <laughs> and it's just like, what the <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? And it, it, there's that scene where he says that, and Hank Azaria is like, he's the one he's kind of grilling, and Hank Azaria is just kind of watching going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> But instead, instead of a woman, he goes, who are? And all this, does he play everything as a coke addict? <laughs> is he a coke addict? Mm. <laughs> it's, That's it's what fu- it seems like to me. He's, yeah, I mean, the set of a woman and the Vincent Hanna character from Heat are weirdly kind of similar in, in a way. That's why The Godfather is such a, a brilliant film to watch because you kind of see Pacino quite understated, you know, you know, compared to where he kind of goes. He gets bigger as his career goes on, and when we, yeah. whenever we talk about Pacino, you always talk about the hoo ha and you know that kind of stuff. But that's why you got to watch The Godfather, Tommy, because you you see Pacino as a, just a, like really kind of quite reserved and and um, calm. Or and it's, Serpico, it's, he's pretty much deadpan in that. Yeah, he's awesome. Well, Danny, you used to now you've got you've got a film history in that you I didn't know this before today, but you used to work in a lot of video shops. Yeah, before I went full time comedian, I I managed three separate uh, video shops. Uh, so I've got a career to fall back on when this all goes badly. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Blockbuster, Video Easy? One Video Busters and two Video Easies. Oh, video oh, Busters. Video Buster. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, the Collingwood one as well. Oh, I know oh, you guys that's I our favourite franchise. We would have talked about that early days of the podcast. Yeah. yeah, the video busters on Smith Street that just had like a flea market section where yeah, they were just yeah. selling like necklaces and yeah, yeah, yeah. old T-shirts you could, and shit You like could that. go in there and get a smock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there pre, pre-flea pre market when it was all VHSs. That's how long ago. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I was a bit obsessed with just the name uh, video busters. Yeah, it's it like, was. I can what, tell you the origin. Why, why are you busting videos? Aren't you, aren't you <laughs> yeah. renting them? Genuinely, it was. It started by th- uh, two brothers and their mate in 1984, and Ghostbusters was the biggest movie yeah, at the right, time. But they're right. busting ghosts. They're blowing up ghosts. They're trapping ghosts. You're not blowing up videos. We used You're to not... have um, you in in video busters. You couldn't put movies on on the screen. You just had to play these. Compilation CDs. Oh, what, of you pop could, songs. You're a video shop and you couldn't even get the rights to play video. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking hell. This was, was a video the shop v- on an oil rig? <laughs> <laughs> this was just their policy. They didn't want the, the, the TVs, everything. But we don't trust We buy the cow if you give away the milk for free. <laughs> <laughs> we don't trust you. You can rent them out, but you can't watch them. Pretty much. Pretty much. But wow. they they played compilation CDs back then with the Video Easy radio, a uh, Video Busters radio ads spliced in, including the jingle of. If you're looking for a movie, a video ra- library, where are you going to go? Video Busters. Oh, and they had, nice. They got the rights to that one. They did. Well, yeah. yeah, great, yeah. great. Because yeah. you're right, it's a weird name. Like at the point that the shop goes out of business and you're walking into a Video Busters and it's just completely empty. Yeah. And then the person who runs it's just sitting there going, mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. was the grand plan all yeah, along. Yeah, like yeah. we actually <laughs> built, we built planned obsolescence into the title of the chain. They yeah. crossed the streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> How were the days of like returning, returning videos? And I'm not sure if you guys went through the same thing, but my mum hated paying the late fee. So she used to get me, like she used to either get me or she would often do it herself, come up with like, like, like death in the family type excuses as to why oh, yeah, we yeah, had yeah, returned right. Man from Snowy River <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we needed an extra yeah. day to watch it because Grandpa died. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, did, we, did, we didn't have time to uh, rewind it because we were writing the eulogy for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for my sister. <laughs> oh, getting... Getting stung the no rewinding fee was oh, no, always no. just such yeah. a badge of shame. Like the way that they'd look at you, like you are the world's worst cunt, was just awful. We, ne- we never had that. We, we it was never a fee, but you would always look at it, and as they're walking out, you'd just go rewind. 
mind. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. I, I mean, always wanted I mean, to have one of those machines that they had that would re- rewind it in yeah, about three seconds. We had those. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was my standard joke in the later years of uh, when people were hiring DVDs. I'd always go, "Don't forget to rewind that." <laughs> it would always do, always oh, do very well. Nice, we nice. we, we have a, a slight work. connection, Danny. One of my first jobs was going door to door selling those kind of coupons where you could have you know twenty five uh, video easy cards. Uh, you know, and it got you you oh, know yeah. kind of free video. So I used to knock on doors and, and and sell that stuff. That was one of my first jobs. Oh wow. Mm. Wow, that's awesome! What, what no, it wasn't. Your, um, it wasn't. What, what are the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I much prefer oh. being a comedian on television than, than doing that, Carl. Just, just so we're very clear, it okay. wasn't. Oh, big call! All right, great. That's the pull quote for news.com.au for this podcast. Very nice. Okay, we've got an exclusive here. Thank you. And Carl, before we go to the next thing, just on uh, the scenes I'm not going to that had been, I'm, 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 I'm wanting to ask you about working in. A well, video yeah, no, show. I've got something on video that I just remembered before we forget. You were talking about um, scenes in video, VHSs that had been blurred, like chewed blurred, by yeah. people watching them too much. Yep. Does, uh, does anyone want to guess what the top two? Basic were? instinct. Basic instinct is yep. Number one. Yep. Oh, sorry, that was number two. But oh, num- there was a number one. The best body, of the worst body of evidence. Faces. That is correct. <laughs> what, what was it? What was not it? body of evidence. <laughs> it was um, Revenge of the Nerds because oh, it had the the, no. The, they had full uh, full frontal vagina shots. In hey there. guys, uh, we got Bush. Oh yes, yes. of course. <laughs> oh man, of course. you talk about films that don't uh, they don't stack up on rewatch. That right. show is mostly sexual assault. Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to go with the opposite and go that holds up. You know, they, I mean, no. it, it is Bush. They do have Bush in that movie. They do have Bush, but so that so that was only rated M. So teenagers could rent it and right. get full nudity. Oh, I'm aware. I was a teenager at the time. Over and over, was Basic Instinct was R rated. So. Oh, yeah. Do I remember yeah, when Revenge of the Nerds came out? My mate suggested. He wanted to go see it or rent it from, uh, I think, a uh, 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 Greensboro bulk store. Um, and Clang. Yeah, and um, the, and I had no idea what nerds meant. That, that's This is how long ago it was. I had no idea. The, 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 the term nerds was still a new thing. Can you imagine how long ago that is where nerds is like a – it's almost like yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, not quite understanding what a Karen is now. Like, what, is, what is that – what does that mean? Like, I right. actually, right. Revenge yeah, yeah. of the Karens. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounded like a horror film to me. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to watch that. It sounds pretty scary. <laughs> and then, Petrified of anyone like, that looks like Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting in the podcast how many times when people talk about their favourite films, it's often the films that they had on VHS as a family. You know, like they... You know, there's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You maybe have a dozen VHS tapes... And you know, half of them are may you know uh, maybe footy replays or or you know rage videos, uh, and then you have you know six or eight or so movies that you just kept you know as a as a family, and there was really strict instructions not to tape over these films. Like we had uh, Cocktail, yeah. uh, Man for Snow River uh, was one. Um, uh, what, what was your mum hiring it from for then? If you had it at home, that's crazy. <laughs> 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 well, well, for we granddad's guy, funeral, you put on the good copy. Right, right. We, we had a guy who lived near us uh, called Joe Bozinski, and um, and he 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 had a setup where he could record, you know, you know basically bootleg 
Oh, all the movies. Yes. And I remember going Very to these. Tape to tape, copy tapes. I think Very so. I, ne- I never asked yeah, too many yeah. questions, Tommy. I didn't want to get too deep on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going to the house and they pulled back this cupboard and it just had everything. And it had Return of the Jedi before it was on video. Like, it was just... I don't oh. know. How- and I was just Back like, when videos would take like a year to come out. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So I was just like, this is my favorite place in the world right now. And um, we yeah. would take videos yeah. home from him and, um, and, 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 and watch them before it was really uncool to do oh. that. We I don't do that it. anymore. I remember yeah. every now and then in high school, we would a film we would be studying in, a, in whatever class, they would, rather than like having an actual like legit copy of it, it would just be a copy that some teacher five years ago had taped off the TV and always feeling like can't the school just get a legit yeah. co- like is this surely this isn't allowed and then but then yeah we sh- at school we shouldn't be watching ads for carpet call well that was always <laughs> yeah. it because we would have ads from a few years ago yeah. which you know at the time were like fascinating like seeing yeah. the old Macca's ad yeah. and the teacher like fast forwarding through the ads and us yeah. going this is the best bit yeah, yeah. leave the ads on we want to see like the Happy Meal toys <laughs> yeah. from, from 1992 I want to see back when you could get triple cheeseburgers yeah. off the menu <laughs> yeah I've still got a VHS that my parents taped off the TV and I've still got a, my VHS play just because I stole a whole lot of videos from uh, from the video shop as well. So <laughs> the I didn't least surprising thing of all time, McGinley still has a VHS. Yeah. Player. <laughs> <laughs> Some film. All right, I'll put this out. Some films are better on VHS. Whoa, that's huge! <laughs> I know. That is a huge call. Name one. <laughs> Name one. Fargo. Fargo's better on better v- on VHS. Hang on, hang on. So there's movies that are better blurry. Yeah, because Fargo saying? has sort of sort of this dreamlike feel to it. So when it's when it's not as crisp uh, and the snow seems okay. more, uh, yeah, and they've had to cut it into four three. And Fargo famously does have the N word right at the edge of the frame <laughs> for the entire film. So having that cut out in yeah. the square format does make it a lot more palatable. Right. And also a lot of those uh, schlocky horrors from like the eighties. So like your Return of the Living Dead, Evil Dead. Uh, they they do not uh, full HD is not their friend. I got to say the handful of times I've watched a movie on free to air in the last couple of years I haven't minded it it's taken about six hours to get through with the yeah, ads yeah. it's kind of nice you get a little break go to the toilet well you, know. well, you say that Pete like that, the movie that we had as a kid the, the, I think the one official movie that wasn't taped off the TV one that actually came in a cardboard box from Myers, I think was uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and I so that was played every school holidays every day in our house and I'd never seen it since then I watched it the other day on free to air Holds up, oh, fucking yeah. good, Strong really film. good. Yeah, that's yeah. on 4K on Stan. I I I haven't seen Ghostbusters for a while. It comes up quite a bit in the podcast. I know uh, McGregor because McGregor's got his uh, his proton pack that he you know yeah. He, <laughs> so he McGregor, owns a proton pack. Yeah. yeah. So he talks about how he had to go about getting because he, he he got it he ordered it from the UK and the guy who was making them had basically decided not to make them anymore. But he so he sent out him he sent out McGregor this the parts. To this protein uh, proton pack, and not a protein pack, although you could probably get on the protein as well. Um, <laughs> um, so then McGregor had a bottle and shake it. McGregor had to join a Facebook Ghostbusters page um, fan group to find a, somebody who could put this uh, proton pack together all together for him. So it's um, he went above and beyond um, uh, to get that. I, I just. I just have mem- uh, uh, images of McGregor wearing his fucking Ghostbusters pack around his house by himself. I was going to say, what is he using it for? What's he literally using it for? 
He reckons. He reckons he like, he, and he got it not long, I think, before the uh, the uh, the, 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 pa- the pandemic. So I think he planned to wear, wear it to you know like cause you know uh, comic uh, conventions and, 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 and cosplay yeah, you know yeah, yeah. conventions. Oh, cool! But he hasn't had a yeah. chance to do it yet because we're in a fucking global uh, pandemic. So I just like the idea <laughs> of imagining Luke walking around his house with a, a Ghostbusters pack. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever, when you were younger, did you get into having like movie posters on your wall? Oh, yeah. I used to get them from the video shop. Well, that was going to be my question to you because I I always like when I was a teenager, loved the idea of having movie posters on the wall. Like what Mm. a cool, what a cool, sophisticated thing to do. And every video store was different, but they typically have the little bin like out the back of like the old movie posters that had been up in store. But the ones near me, it was always like any movie that was like half decent, the people that work there had just snapped that up, either from the, for themselves or for relatives or, or whatever. I was going to say, or you have to put in the request and they might put your initials yes. on the back of the poster. Yes. That's yes. what we used to do, yeah. yeah. People was, would bags it straight away. Yeah. Like people would come in the day you'd put up you know, a Harry Potter poster. Oh, I want that for my room. So you just put their name on the back. Yeah. But I was so like, I just loved the idea of having movie posters on my wall. Like not not even just as a sign of I like this movie, yeah. but more as a sign of a like, genre. I'm cool. I'm movies. Yeah, I'm into movies. I like movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just take what I could get. So yeah. my teenage bedroom had posters for movies that I... Made in some of which, not, not, <laughs> not a million miles off. I had Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, right. I had some very bad Nick Cage action film from the time that I can't even remember what... Eight like, millimeter. Lit, Lawnmower uh, maybe, Man. Maybe. Maybe eight millimeter. Great film. Maybe. Underrated. But half of them I hadn't even seen. I just like, I'm a yeah. cool guy that has movie posters up in right. his room. But yeah. I... But if, surely, if you one of the, the the movie posters themselves aren't the cool thing. Like it's it's the the, the movie. Like <laughs> I'm a cool guy because I got do with yeah. my car and my fucking ball. I mean, there's, there's a flaw in that logic. To yeah. me, they like, were though. It I, didn't matter I what had... it was. It was just the fact of having one was like the cool thing in and of itself. It was irrelevant what was on the piece yeah. of paper. But I I I I, I disagree. I, I I think if you had a if you had to play it out this thought, okay, I want to, I think movie posters are cool. I'm going to put them on my wall. Surely the next thought is, okay, what are some cool movies to put on those? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you should have kept going. You, no, you, no, your look, logic was sound early and then it fell uh, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. It, it was, was like, these draft. are the movies I want. And then I get down to the video shop and those posters aren't there. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, in my head, it's worse to have no movie posters on the wall <laughs> yeah. than to have posters of movies that I don't necessarily like. At least I'm... At least I'm in the conversation. Yeah. Okay, At least I'm, I'm in the realm. I'm Tommy Dassler. I'm a seven-year-old kid. Yes, I will have that poster of Cocoon for my bedroom yeah. wall. Yep. I want a big picture of Don Amici's head yep. just above my head, my bed. Yeah, Little Nicky was up there. Um, I think I had one for The Transporter, which was a film I actually did like. That was oh, a no. grail. Oh, Jason Statham. That was a, yeah, that was a grail piece. The day that I found that in the bin out the back of uh, Video Easy, couldn't believe my life. What poster did you want? Um... I can't remember what would have been... What was your favourite film growing up? What did little Tommy Dasselow... Oh, I guess like Fight Club was like the big grail of that era because it was like R-rated. This is when I was like 16 or so, so it was like not not quite able to have seen it yet. We had a rule in the video shop of uh, if a kid... If it's your first day in the video shop, you have to fight the guy who runs it. If if a kid came in uh, wanting to rent uh, something like Fight Club yep. or so, uh, any R-rated film, the the official rule from head office was you're not allowed to give it to them. But if it's a, an important film like Fight Club, 
we'd 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 always I'd always just go hey because they would hide under their mum's name yeah, or yeah. something hey, so what, you'd just be so like there you go Marilyn what, make what, sure your son doesn't watch it what what is what does important mean how do you how do you, yeah, how do you judge that? What's important and what's not important? Yeah. Whether whether a film's awesome or not, pretty much. Really, <laughs> Fight Clubs. This, everyone should see Fight this Club. This is an important porno. This anal, oh, right, anal yeah. addict six <laughs> is one is is the best since the first. They were never. I never got a kid bold enough to just try, try the, the porno. Yeah, the the ones that you know when when they had the R rating at the bottom and say high level violence over that. The pornos yeah. always said mainly concerned with sex. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you, w- you had pornos in your shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the Flint Bones, Married with Hormones. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah nice. Yes. Some classics. Yeah, what else? Uh, oh, then there was, you know, Crazy Schindler's Like a Fox, The Other Side of Serenity. Schindler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mum rented Fight Club for me from the video store, like went in with her and she was like do- basically doing that, like, try- like talking to the guy behind the counter about like, is this just like smart or is it an actual? And the guy's like, no, 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 it's a really good film and... And mum's like, oh, is it going to be too full on for him? And the guy behind the counter goes to me, look, I think you'll get it. Um, have you seen me, myself and Irene? And I go, yeah. And he goes, what's that about? And I'm like, it's about a guy with split personalities. Oh, and he this goes, is fucked. Yep, that's basically what this is. You'll get it. He gave and away the fucking get, ending. Yeah, I get to the end of it. Wow. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> 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 like, if he did that deliberately, I would fucking s- I would have fired that guy. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. brutal stuff. When you were working at the video store, when you were working at the video store, Danny, was that back in? uh, Was that around a time where almost every horror film was banned in Queensland? Oh, (laughs) we did have some of those on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a copy of that? I spit on your grave. Yes, we certainly did. Yeah, Yeah. that's so weird. That because that one that was marketed as very proudly banned in Queensland. Like that was the bigger than the actual title on the cover. They stabbed a lot of peanuts in that video, and they're like, (laughs) "Fuck this! This can't be seen in King (laughs) Arroy." They're back open. COVID doesn't seem to be affecting them anymore, but this is making me feel a lot better about it. Yeah, knowing that once upon a time they couldn't get their hands on some movies. Yeah, what? Was it about Queensland? Why were things banned? It was Joe Yockey Peterson. He was very yeah. Uh, the um, premier was very strict about stuff. Yeah, he was very. Um, uh, what's the what's the, uh, the big Puritan? Fat Puritan. Big fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's from the same city as uh, Harley Breen. So you know, oh, right. Protestants. Okay, a peas in a well, pod. Like, what about this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that uh, having Pete on, we were going to be talking about movies a bit today, and of course, uh, you know, everyone in. Victorian around the world to varying extents. People are in lockdown. People are doing a lot of uh, watching movies and stuff at the moment. So I've put together what I thought could be a fun idea for people listening. I've put together the Dum Dum Film Festival. Oh god! I've picked five <laughs> films that have things in them that kind of align to things that we've talked about on the podcast uh, in recent memory. That I thought people might like doing this in the week. I've tried to pick good films that people might enjoy going back and seeing for the first so, time so or revisiting. Is this an idea where people watch them all in one day and just try and, you know, give themselves like a, a Sunday where they get up in the morning and, and, you know, pay too much for popcorn they already own and yeah, then watch yeah. all of these? Yeah, get a, if you live alone, get a, you know, it's been hard being in isolation, get a get a box of popcorn, drill a hole in the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, reach down <laughs> forget about just, the movies. Yeah, yeah, just take care of yourself will be yeah. like a fun little treat. Yeah. So, they, so I've picked kind of things that, ha- like movies that have like a kind of a thematic link to things from the world of the podcast. Now, uh, yeah, Pete and Danny, you're obviously both pretty big movie buffs. I'll give you I'll give you what the theme was and what I picked and if you if you can think of any better ideas that link thematically to this then uh, off the top of your head then feel free to jump in. Before before you read them out, I imagine people can email you and uh, and, and you know, um, of course, um, the whole 
hole at the bottom of the popcorn. I, I need to know if anyone's actually done that. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. It's yeah. like an urban it legend is, in a way. The salt would stink. Has, has anyone carved out a hole at the bottom of a popcorn <laughs> yeah. and, and masturbated in a film through their, their buttered popcorn? Why are you supposed to bo- get your date to to reach in uh, to get the popcorn and there's, your, and there's your schlong? That's for, that, yeah. for bonus points, have you ever stuck your dig in a chock top and like... <laughs> Tried to do the same thing. Yeah. Not, not boysenberry. That'd be gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also write in and just tell us who's the hottest girl you've had sex with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, just and photos, nudes, whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Any pictures of Pamela Anderson you see on Google, send them <laughs> in. Yeah. I, 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 tried, I tried that trick with a, 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 a cup of Coke, actually. It doesn't work with a cup of Coke. He just, 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 right. just, just right. ends up with a wet, a wet groin. Yeah, and keep keeps your dick up all night as well. Yeah, yeah I wonder yeah. if there's any good stories from people who work at the um, who like the work theaters. at the uh, cinema and like the most brazen acts they've seen. Someone ordering a large popcorn and they've got the whole punch with them ready to go. <laughs> Someone even just whole like punch. by just byo yeah. own carton. They're just like, hey, um, can you just can you just chuck it into this one for yeah. me? Can you can you yeah, just pull you... your pants up as you're ordering the popcorn? <laughs> just just asking can, the person can you behind not the saying... Sorry, just asking the person yeah. behind don't, the counter. Because I've large popcorn. And can, do you do the holes yourself or do I have to do that? Do I... <laughs> <laughs> Is that extra? Yeah, yeah. Just, you... just the medium one, please. It's not can a you, good day. Can you hold the butter and put lube in instead? Is that possible? Can you do that? <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. So, um, okay. Here's, uh, here's, here's my f- – I, I picked five. Um, yep. The, uh, the Little Dum Dum Club uh, Film Festival. Okay, so number one, first cab off the rank. Uh, Pete, you might not be familiar with this, but this was a, a, um, a thing that um, was discussed on the show for a couple of weeks in, the row, in a row. Um, Carl having a couple of run-ins with uh, public defecating while he was on, uh, a, in, on a late-night run. Yep. Um, we've talked so, about it. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They haven't, they haven't caught me yet. They've, they've caught some others of my ilk, but uh, I am still undefeated. Yep. yep. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to pick – it would be remiss of me to not have a film included that, that's got that in some way mm-hmm. featured in the film. Yep. Uh, and so I thought Bridesmaids has a classic – Okay. A yep. classic yep. shitting in the street scene. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. Couldn't I, – I, I did have to uh, – I mean, my Google search history now is just fucked because I've been Googling <laughs> movies that have prominent shitting in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of other ones like Dumb and Dumber. There's a lot of diarrhea scenes, but none that mm. happen – there's not too many that come to mind public that happen shitting. out in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I, 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 I love it. I, I love that movie and I love that, that scene. Melissa McCarthy shitting in the sink as well. We will always concentrate on the sh- uh, uh, shitting in the street. Street, but Melissa McCarthy shitting in the sink and saying "Look away, look away," um, I think is the yeah, highlight yeah. of that of that scene. I, I, I personally love. I'm, you're a, you're a bit I'm, of a public shitting snob by the sound of it in, in movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I am a massive fan of hearing stories about people shitting themselves, and I, I I'm literally talking about. I've spoken to a few people about the gauge their interest. In whether they would listen to a podcast, if I put together a podcast about people telling stories about shitting their pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you can you can book me in for eps one through to four. I think <laughs> at, the, yeah. at the moment, I've, 
I, I was going to say I've got a few up my sleeve, but they're not up my sleeve anymore. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you don't even have to record the pod. You can just license a couple of eps of this if you want. Yeah. You can just put a few webcams around Hawthorne and uh, yeah, yeah, tape it. I wouldn't mind getting the data on those episodes just to see how they performed compared to other dumb dumb episodes, and uh, this so I, I can go in with <laughs> <Yeah>. some analytics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Pete, at the start of uh, lockdown and isolation, there was a, a discussion on the podcast about a conversation that me and my girlfriend had had about uh, her potentially pegging me. Do you know what that is? Now, pegging, um, I, when, I, when I was going to parties when I was a, a young buck, um, pegging used to be, so I'm not sure if it's, it's changed, I've got a feeling it, it has been changed, but pegging was the literal act of peg, putting a peg on the back of somebody's uh, clothes. Merrick Watts, I think, actually maybe invented it. Um, it, it but um, he, we, we'd be like in well, parties. someone else has expanded it. Believe me, Pete. Yeah, it is. It is quite different to your to your granddaddy's pegging. So, so this came up recently, and it, it's a sexual thing. I'm, I, I am I'm assuming yeah. is that right? Yeah, mm. I'm. I'm glad you do know that because yeah, the the given that I started that as it was a discussion about something we might be doing in a relationship. It was like. How fucking boring do you think our relationship is? <laughs> oh, put a peg on me clothes. Yeah, yeah. ooh, that's kinky. Yeah. That's better than what we've been doing. <laughs> so re- remind me of what, what, what pegging is. It's a... Uh... But shout out to Merrick for inventing putting a peg on someone's jumper. It's uh, qu- yeah. quite a Thomas Edison of the 90s there. You put it on the clothes. Now, not when they're on the clothesline. That's the key. Yeah, as long as they're You're a madman. Yeah. That's what we invented it yeah. for. Merrick and Rosso, mad cunts. Radio has come a long way since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, the uh, the... The lady in the relationship wearing a uh, strap-on and then uh, anally pleasuring her male, par- male partner with it. Mm. That's right. We did a story on the project last week about that. <laughs> <laughs> what I- was Pricey's take on it? <laughs> <laughs> and I already know the film you're going to suggest. It's a wonderful life. Great pegging scene. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I've not seen this film, but this comes up when you Google, again, my search history just completely fucked. List of films that have pegging scenes in them mm-hmm. uh, is Deadpool. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' character gets pegged uh, right. in Deadpool. Have either of you guys seen that film? I, I have, have I, but I, I really yeah. hated it, <laughs> so I blocked it from right, my memory. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm with Danny though. I do. Re- I do seem to remember James Stewart being pegged in, in It's a Wonderful Life. So that, you know, that's... Because <laughs> every time you, you stick yeah. a dildo up your boyfriend's ass, an angel gets its wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, and, and, the, and the ghost of Christmas past or whatever keeps, you know, bringing people back to their time where they don't have, like, a big plastic thing up their ass and going, see how shit your life would have been? <laughs> <laughs> My major well, memory of Deadpool is uh, not long after it had come out, like a week after it had come out, I was down in Tasmania doing gigs and the guy that... They got to pick you up from the airport. Well, the guy who like ran the gig in Hobart, he comes and picks me up from the airport, and we're just driving along. And he goes, "Have you seen Deadpool yet?" And I go, "No." And he goes, "Oh, mate, I've seen it three times already. Funniest fucking film I've ever seen." It had been out for like three or four days at that point. Yeah. And then he's like, "We get to the hotel where I was staying, and it was like a couple of hours before I could check in." And he's like, "Oh, what do you want to do for a couple of hours before you can check in?" And then his eyes just light up, and he goes, "We could go and watch Deadpool." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh." 
<laughs> no, no, I've got a bit of work to do. I think I think you might go on a massacre if you watch this film for a fourth time in one calendar week. Yeah, I got it built up like that to me as well. That it's just the best, funniest superhero thing ever, and then all the you know it's you just no no film can withstand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's got a pegging scene in it, yeah. so okay. I'm just, just yeah. My memory as well doesn't isn't Marty McFly trying to get back to get. The dildo from Doc's ass is, that, is isn't isn't that is that <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. Maybe this can be this can be an open choice yeah. for the listener. If you can, whatever tenuous link you can find to somehow work the theme of pegging into okay. the plot of the movie, right. you can watch whatever you if want. If you there. don't have at least nine inches of a dildo in your ass, the bus blows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this is a, this is open choice. This is open choice. We need to get this alien home because he has a dildo shoved up. All right. Planet of the Apes. Over time. Pl- yeah. Planet of the Apes. We all had dildos up our ass, ass the whole time. <laughs> Fight Club. It was the same ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, put it up my ass again, Sam. <laughs> You know, he never says that. They yeah. always say uh, it's, really? it's okay. a misnomer. Make, make me come with a dildo up my ass in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> the, the third rule of Fight Club is don't talk about the dildos up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this next one. This is a bit of a... Okay, bear with me on this one. The Lizzie McGuire movie. Has because a pegging scene. No, no, no. This oh, is uh, the sorry. theme. The theme for this one is the Lizzie McGuire movie because uh, she is a uh, a teenage girl, which is what my voice is commonly described as sounding like. Okay, and yeah. it's set in Italy, much like my fake surname. Right, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a that's kind of the perfect Fuck. blending together of yeah. the Tommy Dasolo story, the okay. Lizzie McGuire movie. Let's, yeah. let, let's go back to pegging jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys! A teenage girl. What do you got? <laughs> I'm ready for my pegging, Mister Demille. I am big. It's my ass that yeah, got small. I'm just glad it was not a teenage girl in Greece. Italy's Italy's a lot safer. <laughs> I um, I, I, if you don't want to watch Lizzie McGuire, may I recommend uh, if for those who, who may actually partake in the Dum Dum little dum dum uh, club uh, movie festival um, is uh, Mean Girls is a good one um, uh, and uh, with Lindsay Lohan the one good film uh, that she made before she went off the rails and um, mm-hmm. no jokes uh, but just a bloody good film better than Lizzie McGuire really yeah. good film yeah. <laughs> it is great yeah yeah correct mm. well um, there, there needs to be some Italian in there though maybe someone eats a pizza she comes just, like, back she comes back from she comes back from Africa where she uh, had uh, Lived um, and Africa is reasonably close to Italy. Right. <laughs> Bang. Okay. Flawless. Okay. All right, he's okay. got us. He's yeah. got us over a barrel there. Yeah. Um, all right, I wanted to get something in there about uh, about soccer. I was trying to look up good soccer films because, of course, you go into like the Liverpool was a, a bit of a thread that we had going on for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I couldn't find anything like specifically Liverpool that seemed very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, what about Mean Machine? Have you ever seen Mean Machine? No, no. It's a, what is it? A bunch of inmates uh, playing on a soccer team. It's Vinnie Jones. Um, so it's like Longest Yard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think actually it is kind of a reboot of Longest Yard. Actually, Danny, I think you're right. Um, what yeah. about Bend It Like Beckham? I mean, it's um, 
What about She's the Man, but with Amanda Bynes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those those movies are a bit like Bennett, like Beckham's pretty light and sunny, and I just thought the like intense, full on prison dynamic kind of suited the Carl Chandler oh, temperament okay. a little bit more. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to work the personality I, a bit more into the film choice. I have to say, I hate seeing soccer in any movies because you just, you know, you've got it's just so unrealistic. I don't know. If one person could make a sports movie that's realistic, it would be awesome. And you know, Teen Wolf, two words. Even if you go back and watch Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if you go back and watch Raging Air Bull, butt. you go, this is bullshit. This is like they're swinging and missing and there's no... De- you know, all the movie... Oh, you know what? Every Rocky movie, you watch Rocky and every, you watch it for half an hour and everyone's saying, oh, Rocky Balboa, the greatest boxer of all time. And then he goes out there. He does not... Make one defensive move in seven movies. He's leading with his chin the whole time. There's some Russian cunt smashing him in the fucking chin for all, for 90 minutes, and then he just wakes up and like bops him in the nose, and it's game over. He does not block one punch in seven movies. I agree. Yeah, I think the Rocky films are a bit uh, unrealistic in that. So, what about basketball? That is a very accurate representation <laughs> of the noble sport of basketball. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That's they really movie. stuck to the script yeah, on that. It's my one. favorite sports yeah. film. It's one of my better. Yeah, one of my, my more favorite sports movies. Yeah, for sure. There, there are some sports yeah, that are suited to adapt, adaption, film adaption. You know, American football yeah, seems to be Gridiron is, yeah. is one of the perfect films. Uh, sports any, any given Sunday. Uh, is a great one. Um, basketball's not that great <laughs> as far as, you know, um, baseball's good. Baseball's a good one. Major League, nothing yeah. wrong with Major I'm League. I'm genuinely surprised that no one has attempted to make uh, an actual cricket movie because cricket would work cinematically because there's all the stop-start and a lot of tension. Slow enough, yeah, that you can film Yeah, but there would be, there'd be Bollywood movies though, surely. Oh, yeah, cricket. Brett Lee's in one. Yeah. There'd be a lot of like you know Bollywood version cricket movies where all of a sudden Alan Border started dancing down the middle <laughs> of the pitch and stuff. Surely, surely there's a bit of like you know um, Mark War doing some flamenco type dancing. It'd <laughs> have to be. And uh, okay, the final uh, the final uh, film for the Little Dum Dum Club Film Festival, the the closing night program, you could say it has to be on there. It stars uh, the neighbour of. One Tommy Dasselow, it's the Walk Boy. Oh, it's, it's okay. got to be. It's got to be on the list. Pete, you, you don't know this, but uh, Tommy Dasselow lives. We're a, we're a very greasy th- stone's throw from Nick Giannopoulos right yep. now. Yeah. Uh, Do you know Vince Colosimo used to come into my video shop? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, mate. This guy lives. Basically, he basically lives on the top. Just bunk. saying, what a yeah. nice link. Yeah. Of uh, Nick Giannopoulos. Jeffrey Rush also as well. Uh, uh, oh, the other Rove McManus came in a couple of times. Always got wrestling VHSs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. Um, so, does... Uh, do you have much to do with Nick, Tommy? I've seen him out in the street a handful of times. Um, but, yeah, we've been, we've been talking about it more and more on when? the pod, the fact that he lives... So close to me, and yeah, we're trying to work out does this does this end in when, us when the, him on the show? when the apartment block has you know their their annual comedy night? Do you never <laughs> sort of have anything to do with him then? Do you never? Oh, I should organise a street party. You yeah. know, like some like in it, it's not so common to, so close to the city. Yeah, but organising like a street Christmas party. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the way I uh, I oh, get my end for sure. Lots of parties happening at the moment. You should definitely get <laughs> behind Christ- one of them. Christmas time, it'll right, all right. be over oh, by okay. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yes. gonna have it sorted out by Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do- that's it. That's the uh, the program. Yeah, it's a good program. I, I do my 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 fond memory of uh, I say memory. I don't have a lot to do with Nick, but um, I, I I quite like Nick. I, I like you know he he goes for it. You know he um. Uh, 
was I was at the Melbourne Cup once <laughs> at, in, in, a, in a marquee. And it was it was 1999 or 2000 because Phantom Menace had either just come out or was you know still you know, a big film, and I kind of was introduced to Nick and uh, this like lady he was speaking to, and she was like a you know uh, I think she was a model, she was like a stripper, uh, yeah. possibly possibly that she was gorgeous, and um, and Nick didn't I don't think Nick was appreciating me being there. I just kind of been brought over and introduced and. Um, and uh, and and for some reason, Star Wars came up and, and the Phantom Menace. And Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick's contribution to that discussion was: How on earth did that come up? I I, I, I don't know. I I completely forget. It, it, maybe because it maybe it was just released or was in cinemas or something. And and Nick's contribution to that discussion was: You know, George Lucas, he's Greek. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Star Malakas. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> all right. Luke, I'm your father, eh? <laughs> you know, all that kind of Luke, all that kind of business, Luke, you know. Luke, I am your nonna. There we go. All right. That's that's good that's good advice for if we get him uh, if we get him on the pod, that maybe that's how we kinda like right. butter him up. We just bring up other famous Greeks and we'll be we'll be off right, and racing. Right. Socrates, he was Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Anal, that's Greek. <laughs> that's the common ground between yeah. us. Yeah. And that's the that's the point we can meet in the middle of the Venn diagram between Dum Dum and Nick Giannopoulos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anal. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and it all comes back to pegging. It all it's a, it's a circle it of life. Sure <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'd better wrap it up there uh, for another week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Danny McGinley, Pete Haley, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Of course, Pete's thank podcast, you. Uh, you Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, is out right now. It's got a bunch of friends of the show on it as we speak, including me. I'm on it this week. If you're listening to it this week, get out there and listen to that. Uh, I have something to plug. I've got my, my comedy special with you guys heckling uh, is up now on Next Up Comedy. So uh, oh, cool. nextupcomedy.com slash Danny McGinley uh, gets you on there. And uh, also my podcast, They Came to Play, me, Limo, Tess Armstrong, talking footy every week. Mm. Great. Fantastic. Check those, uh, all those things out. I do, have one, I do have one more thing, Tommy. I am um, uh, plugging... Uh, a, a travel book uh, in, a, in a global pandemic uh, so um, it's, it's mm, mm, something my wife yeah. and I had written uh, last year uh, it's called Tripping with Kids it's to encourage parents uh, to uh, not put off travelling with their kids it's, it's genuinely a, a really, I'm really proud of it it's a great book uh, did not mean for it to be released in a global pandemic but hey you know, this is going to end. Yeah. This fuck is going to go away yeah. and, uh, you know, we'll be yeah. travelling again. You can still read it when you're just going around the block. It's, yeah. still, it's fine. Yeah. It still works. You can, absolutely, you can absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's plenty of trips you can do in Australia. Not in Victoria, obviously. But the rest of Australia, you know, yeah. you can enjoy yeah. and there's lots yeah. of tips. I do like the idea of uh, Rush releasing a, a travel guide during the pandemic. Just Lonely Planet, the milk bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a shoestring. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, see you mates. And they've done it again, oh, as they say in the classics. Great call, Tommy. Great call. I was wondering how you're going to sum that episode up. I think I think you've nailed it. Mm. I think you've nailed it. That's a that's a good little postscript. To that episode, I thought, well, what do I think about this? And when mm. you said that, I thought, you know what? Good. Good idea. Yeah. Really captures the essence of what was going on in there. You know, you, I've just listened back to it, the whole hour of it, and 
the words were kind of circulating, you know, mm. I was kind of writing writing a whole bunch of different phrases down mm. on a blackboard as I was listening and then yep. kind of I'd get another five minutes in and go, now that that phrase isn't appropriate anymore and mm. then, I, you know, there were just a few words left on the, on the mood board at the end of it and... Uh, Lo and behold, they've done it again. You know what? I feel like uh, anyone that's just come in on the end of the episode right then, they don't even need to listen to the rest of the episode, the earlier part now, because um, you've you know there's there's no spoiler alerts. You've sort of given the game away. It's it's summed up the episode. Yep. Bang! It's like the cliff notes of the podcast right then. They've done it again. Okay, d- done. I don't need to listen to the first hour. Maybe there are people out there that that's how they consume the podcast. They're like, why bother listening to the guests talk? When you can just fast forward through an hour mm. and hear the summary at the end, you get yeah. it all summed up for you in about thirty-five seconds. So you know yeah. who's got the time to waste? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe there's probably a lot of listeners out there that don't listen to the first bit for enjoyment. They're just sort of ner- they're just they they care for us and they're genuinely just thinking, "Fuck, I I, I hope they do it again." I really hope they do it again. Right? They, they just want to know the result. Yeah. They just they're just pushing us over the line. They don't want to know how we do it. They're just hoping we get through it and do it again. And if you can, if so they can bigger... just hit that point and find out the result, mm. they don't need to know, you know, what what's in the dish. They just need to see the dish at the end. So they're people that are bigger fans of the boys in Talking Dum Dum than they are of the boys in the Little Dum Dum Club. So they're just, if they're listening to the episode and it starts to get a bit dicey, they're worried that we're not going to be able to say that they've done it again. They're like, boy... I hope these little Dum Dum Club clowns get their fucking act together so that the talking Dum Dum fellas have something good to discuss at the end of the episode. Yeah, or maybe sometimes it's like me, you know, like being a big, you know, Liverpool Premier League soccer fan, sometimes I, like the match will be on in Australia time, it'll be on in the in the middle of the night, it'll be like a 3am kickoff yep. or something. You wake up in the morning and you go, right, now do I ignore all the scores in the, in the you know, uh, ignore social media, ignore, try and, you know, keep away from any spoilers and just watch the match replayed from the start? Or do I just see the score right now and then, like, go back and watch it later? And, so, you know, sometimes if I see the score, I'll go, well, what's really the point in going back and watching it if I already know the score? So mm-hmm. maybe it's a little bit like that. Maybe um, some people are, are using it like that, going straight to see. They've done it again. Okay, well, why bother go back and listening to the, to the rest of it? It sort of gives it away. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. And now over to the sports desk. Mm. What's Bernie got to say about this? From sports to sports. From from one sports desk to another <laughs> sports desk. There's just two of them Yeah, side multiple by sports side. desk. <laughs> just lined up in a circle around the studio that the camera is constantly just panning along to the next one until it's done a full circle back to the main yeah. news desk. It's just like a classroom with like 28 desks in there. They just keep going different from desk to desk that has the same thing. That would be great mm. if there was like on the Weather Channel. At the end of every show, it doesn't matter what, what weather program it is, 28 minutes in they go, and now to weather, and they just cut to a different weather person. That would be good. No, it should go the other way, shouldn't it? If it's the Weather Channel, shouldn't they go, and now to the news desk. What happened today? And oh, they yeah. just give like a minute. They they just give like a minute summary. Yeah. Or maybe you know, in the way that the weather functions on the real news, maybe the news desk on the Weather Channel gives a bit of a prediction of what they think is going to be happening in the news tomorrow. Or maybe they just like they they set up like a news show and they have like just a minuscule amount of news. They just just have one story at the start that goes for five seconds. They go, oh well, welcome to the news. Um, today there was a massive announcement, but. There's been an exclusive. Let's cut to the weather department right now, and then it's just 29 and a half minutes of, of weather, and they they, they either yep. don't address the the news at all, or it's like a it's a real behind the news, like BTN sort of really dumbed down version that goes for about 10 seconds. 
We're at war. There's yeah, a exactly. virus. Anyway, let's get to the important news, whether it's going to be 16 and fine in Orbos today. Yeah. I mean, none of us are allowed outside tomorrow, as of tomorrow, for another six weeks. But hypothetically, if we were allowed outside, should I pack a cardigan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in <laughs> Melbourne. And as, as of recording this, we are, we are in, uh, about to go in lockdown mode. But yeah, if, tomorrow, if you're going to look outside, what should you dress like yeah. to just look at the weather? Should I... Yeah, should I chuck my sunnies on before I turn my gaze towards the window? Yeah. That is that's a tough sell at the moment being a Victorian weatherman. There's not yeah. there's not really a lot of reason for you to be kept on the payroll of the local news, is there? You you you, you know what there's a market for? There's a market for a, a weather show to let us know what it's going to be like inside. It, yeah. It's a tough Yeah, gig. I might start Well, yeah, I might start doing that at the moment. Like my heater in my house is broken. And I can't really have anyone come in to fix it because of restrictions. So, yeah, that throws a real spanner in the way. You know, I'd like to think I could turn it on and keep the, keep the, uh, keep the temperature at a, at, at a level that I dictate. Mm. But fuck knows what I'm going to get when I turn this thing on. So I could actually use a weather report from the heater about what kind of shit-ass job it plans on doing at the start of each day. Yeah. Have you, have you um, uh, you know, speaking of the, the conditions, I don't, I, don't, I don't love talking about, you know, the current situation. I like, to, I like these episodes to be timeless. So I, don't want, I don't like to talk too much about, you know, the virus and what we're going through because I just imagine people finding this show in two years' time and hearing all this virus talking. Mm. Fuck, this is so 2020. Who gives a fuck? Um, but mm. um, I, I would like to know this. Uh, uh, I'm obviously with my fa- my little family here, and we're going to be in lockdown together. Whereas you're you're by yourself, and you you get to, uh, mm-hmm. as I believe, you get to have your girlfriend pop in and out and whatever. No, I'm not talking about your yeah, Kramer's Kramer. Yeah, no, Kramer style. She yes. gets to, she just has a key to my. <laughs> she just gets to burst in, yeah. eat my cereal, and yeah. then. Tell me some wacky scheme she's got going yeah. on and then fuck off. Tell, tell you that you're out of milk and then um, just go and fuck Newman down the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I go to her. She's got a family of uh, Japanese businessmen all sleeping in her cupboards. Yeah. That's a Kramer plot, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was going to say, are you ten- I, I've, I've sort of, I've very loosely thought about it, but I just wondered, I, I can't do this because of my situation, I just wonder whether you can do it. Have you pondered on a, an all day drinking session? Have you, have you thought about that? Like if you, if you've sort of got, you know, you, you, you employment is this podcast, so you, you don't have like a nine to five mm. job or anything like that. And you don't have anyone else. You don't have anywhere to go. Have you, have you thought about yep. just like letting go one day and just going, all right. Let's let's crack open my first tinny at nine o'clock at nine a.m. and see where it takes me. Yeah, me and my girlfriend were talking about the idea of doing that together at some point. Maybe just start, but I don't know. I think it would be. It might be too grim. It's one of those things that seems like it would be a fun idea, but you mm. know, if you get to like midday, you, your natural thing would be you want to go somewhere, you want to start kicking on, and then you just fuck eyed at lunchtime, yeah. and you've got to, you know have a nap in the middle of the day, I think it's probably, it sounds like a better idea than what it is. Sure. Much like just drinking at home in general, yeah. which is something that, you know, I'm not, something I never did, but, you know, I'm doing it now. Mm. I think it, everyone's kind of in the same boat if they had, I know you, you're you a big, uh, you know, you, you love to say that you never drink at home, but mm. that's gone out the window. Absolutely. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah. It is funny how you – that's funny how you said that, you know, you drink and then by 12 you want to go somewhere or whatever. That is a, that is a funny thing about drinking 
in general, I think, is that, yes, it does cause that. And also just what I've, you know, learnt or relearnt or whatever by drinking at home is I'm, I'm you know, I've talked about this. I, I sort of do the intermittent fasting. I, I don't basically, I basically don't eat after about 6 or 7 o'clock. Um, but when I'm drinking, all of a sudden it gets to 10, 11 o'clock and you're just thinking, gee, eating would be the fucking best thing of all time. It's very, very mm. strange how, how drinking brings that on, that that longing for travel and longing for food as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I haven't, I mean, I've, the last few days, like the news has been getting progressively worse and worse. So I have been drinking a fair bit at night. But that being said, drinking a fair bit at night in my house versus what I would drink as a fair bit when I'm out is still not doesn't even get in the same ballpark. Oh, really? It's like me having a six pack and going like, yeah, that's a that's a fair amount to drink just on the couch versus like if I go out for a big session, it's it it's like you know we're talking like ten pints from go to woe. Like oh, it's really? not even in the same ballpark. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so I haven't really been drinking enough on the couch to get that thing of like fuck. I want to eat again. Yeah, it's just kind of like. Oh well, bedtime now. Whereas, yeah, if I'm if I'm out at the pub, it's it's like even if it's been a pub meal, probably an hour after after an hour and a half after that, there'll be a slice of pizza on the way home. Yeah, no questions about it. Look, I think I, I agree with you in that. Last night I sat up. I, I have a bit of a routine where I sit up and do a bit of work and whatever, and, and might have a couple of drinks. And last night I thought, oh, I've had enough now, and I'll I'll go to bed. And I woke up this morning. And I was like, oh, gee, I'm just a tiny bit dusty, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just a little bit slower than the normal when I get up. And then I, I walk out into the kitchen and go, oh, I drank two and a half beers. God. Not a great thing to see when you go, oh, gee, I, I, I think I ever did it last night. Two and a half beers. Yeah. I think if I, like, in answer to your question before, if I wasn't uh, – spending time with my girlfriend in lockdown. Like, if I lived alone and I was single, I reckon I I don't think I would have had a thing to drink since March, probably. Like, mm. I, I would not be drinking if I was here by myself without someone else around. Like, yeah. I would have just probably spent most of the year not drinking at all and would probably be going, all right, I guess I just don't drink anymore. I guess this is just me having quit drinking forever because right. you can't have that long off it and then go back because you're just going to be fucking sideways off two cans. Mm, that's good. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, has Bernie kicked a big one? Oh, yes. From what I remember, yes. Um, It's hard for me to remember after those two and a half beers. Um, uh, You know, I barely remember last week now uh, because of Mm. of that big sesh that I had last night. Mm. Um, What about this? So uh, let's let's crack on into this bit. Um, Now, we've been talking about this the last few weeks. We do have a mailbox now. We have an official... Post office yep. box, it is the Little Dum Dum Club, P.O. Box 6063, that's 60 plus 6 plus 3, 69. Uh, P.O. Box 6063, Hawthorne West, Victoria, 3122, Australia, the world, the universe. Um, and so we've been talking about that. We've been getting uh, we've been getting some, uh, some letters, some parcels, some bits and pieces like that. And we've been starting to talk about it. And I, I can see, look, you know, the more we publicise this, of course, the, it's like, you know, my phone number when that went out. The more you talk about it, the more you encourage people to send stuff in. Yep. So, I, you know, I've got more things to talk about this week. Now, we're doing this over Zoom, so I, I can't give you these parcels to open or anything. So it's it's all happening 
on this end, I'll be able to show you through the video monitor, obviously, but um, I'll, I'll have to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but, um, yeah, so I um, I think what... I think this is going to be an ongoing thing, I guess, is, is, is what I'm thinking. This is this is going to encourage more and more people to send stuff in. So I thought maybe, um, you know, I, I've always loved, I've always thought we should have more segments in the show. You know, we're pretty freestyling. Mm-hmm. We're, it's just pretty riff-tastic in here at Dum Dum HQ. I, I'd, I've always loved yep. to have more segments. But So I thought about that midweek. And then I thought, right, well, I've, I'll have to go and get someone to get to make a jingle or make something like that. And then it's just all, you know, it's all too hard. So I thought maybe we, if I talk about it now, maybe someone could submit a jingle. But in the meantime, I'll I'll have this as a holding jingle, and I quite like this anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll, I'll play yep. this. I'll play this into the microphone. And I thought, well, the, yep. the most famous sort of mailbag sort of. Uh, jingle i ever heard was i used to love letterman the late show they'd have the the yep. the, the cbs mailbag so i just thought mm-hmm. well maybe we'll just pinch that at the moment if, if that's okay so we'll, we'll start the um as long as we we can rebadge this segment as the cbs mailbag i don't I, we'll have to figure out what cbs stands for in our context that's all um yeah god what's a word starting with c that we uh, could possibly <laughs> well, what use about this? if anyone c- listening <laughs> has any suggestions what about this since it's a mailbag since it's, it's, it's us getting sent presents and stuff, what about cbs cunts bring stuff the cunts bring stuff mailbag. yeah okay there you go yeah there yep. we go. There yep. we go. okay um all right we're starting the segment now um we answer our viewer mail and we do that simply by opening up the CBS mailbag. Here we go. Right, that's it. <laughs> I don't think we need I don't think we need our own one. We can just use that. That's good, isn't it? He's not using Letterman's not using it anymore. Yeah. So why can't we just have it? Also, like, you know, we, <laughs> we never cleared our opening song at the start of the show, so why yeah. should we clear this well, bit? Look, let's not publicly no, admit no, to that, no, but no. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no. I, what I meant is <laughs> Aloe Black is absolutely fine with us using his uh, song for 500. Yeah, exactly. Plus. Yep, yeah. That's what I meant. That's uh, Put that on the uh, on the official, put that on the board. Um, yeah, and you know what? If Worldwide Pants want to track us down and get us in trouble for that, I'll, I'll be absolutely happy mm. to hear from Worldwide Pants uh, production company. So, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll send It'd be great if uh, Aloe Black just kind of can't be fucked hasn't been fucked to chase us down, but then Worldwide Pants get wind of this, and then if the two of them somehow link up together, so we have Aloe Black mm. and Worldwide Pants versus the Little Dum Dum Club, yeah, would be fucking joint, pretty great. Joint lawsuit. They um yeah, Worldwide Pants buy out Aloe Black, and they just do a, a multi lawsuit. They thing. come after us. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. Right. Well. So. Uh. Let's crack into the mailbag. Um, now we have had, um, yeah, we've had a few. We've had a few bit of bits of mail this week. Um, this is so depressing for me. I'm on Zoom watching someone else open mail into a webcam. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is. I thought I'd I thought I'd gotten all the the bits of mail. Oh no, I have. I think I have. I think I've. Fuck! What have I fucking done here? Um. All right. How many this week? Because the first week we did it, I think you had two things, or there were two things in there. Last week there were three things. We had the station, the two different packs of stationery, and then the Birdie Beetle show bags. Mm. So, how many? How many items are we looking at this week? I think we got. Uh, 
I've got three here. I've got a feeling I've left one behind. So I, th- okay. I think there was four. Well, and we had a very nice letter from someone who didn't want to be named and stuff as well that was like, and th- this is the other cool thing. You know, we think, oh, we've got an open, um, you know, attract to listeners to send us messages on f- social media. You know, there can be a bit of yep. negative stuff on that. All these letters have been universally extremely positive. So that th- we should have done this yeah, years that's great. ago. You know, we yeah, totally. That's great. We wouldn't have all these marks on our arms if only we'd had this post box uh, mm. years ago. Um, so yep. let's um, let's crack into this now. Fuck, I'm going to get in trouble here because the first thing I'm going to bring up is uh, oh yeah, okay, this will be okay. This is good. Um, Grace, Grace has sent us a lovely um, letter, um, and she's mm-hmm. also sent us a little parcel. A little now. This this is the mm-hmm. this is the best thing I've been talking about this on social media. But man, and we talked about it the other week get, having the post box, getting mail. That's all like presents in the mail. Fuck, it's a good feeling. Yeah, just crack open the mail. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, you've got one key. You're gonna have to come up one day, maybe in the next couple of days before everything gets locked down, and do a mail run because it's it's just a great feeling to. Open I know. I do. Yeah, I do want to, but I did. I did worry that it's not. It doesn't fall under an essential four reasons to leave the house. Like yeah. I didn't want to get pulled over by the cops and go. No, I I actually needed to leave my house to pick up a bag of anthrax from yep. the PO box that is that we have for the podcast that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think that that would I didn't think that that would um that that would fly. If it helps, 6063 is our sort of like little um way of trying to say 69 if that helps officer. No? No? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> and you're not allowed to send the fine to that post office box because yeah. it's for nice things only, <laughs> which you would know yep. if you'd listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. If you're gonna get us in trouble, you're gonna did have you, to send um, us cake as well at the same time, officer. Did you finish your uh, Birdie Beetle show bag yet, by the way? I, d- I didn't. I've made a pretty serious dent in mine. Yeah. I uh I I whipped that bag out the other night when my girlfriend was here and she was like, Why do you have this? And I was like Someone sent it to us for the podcast, and she was like, "Why?" And I'm like, "We just we just got a PO box, and we just publicised it, and said just send us nice things, just send us gifts." And she's like, "So this isn't a joke from the show. This isn't a reference to anything. Just someone had these show bags and sent you chocolate." And I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "This that fucking rules. Yep. That's so good." Yep. So yeah. So um, thank you to Grace who has sent us this. She's sent us matching uh, key rings, and mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what they are. In the camera right now, and yep. describe them for you with my theatre of the mind. Um, we've mm-hmm. got little nice little key rings that are quite solid little bits of um, merchandise, and they are mm-hmm. big metal love hearts with the word "cunt" on them. So very nice in like yeah. a script in a little sort of script. Very fancy font. script. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind that. Yep. They look Don't like mind that at all. Absolute classy, except for the C bomb that's within them. So very nice. Yep. Um, so we've got one. I of wonder them if this each. was a. I wonder if she found them in a shop or whether she got them commissioned by no. someone who makes pendants. I, no, they've been. She hasn't commissioned them. They're, they're too. They don't look like they're they're sort of one offs or anything like that. They they're solid. They're solid bits of gear. Surely. Well, Grace can let nice. us know on the socials, but um, we'll put a picture up. But they they look very nice. So, um, thank you very much for that, Grace. Um, which is also a very funny thing. Like you know, if you if you're, you know, checking, um, through mail and stuff and you just see this very 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 complimentary nice letter and then you see what they've sent you go what the fuck is is it is this yeah. mixed up this makes no sense yeah 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 um <laughs> now uh, our second bit of mail um is from bella 
Um, and mm-hmm. she again, she's she said a very nice letter. I won't read all, all these letters, but um, very complimentary. Just saying, big thank you um, to, for the pod. Listens all the time. Um, and look, no, she's she said stuff like, "Here, I've sent you this. Um, no pressure. You don't have to use it. You can put it in the bin if you want. Um, you know, I don't care. You can uh, you, you can stick it up Carl's ass with his key rings. You can put it in the bin. Uh, you know, whatever you want." Whatever. And I was like, "Oh, this is gonna fucking suck." And then I just great when someone gives you permission to put something in the bin. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I go, "Oh, this this is gonna suck." This present. And then what she's given us is a stamp with a self-inking like you know tray and whatever um you know yep. so that we can just stamp this as a signature for like you know when we send merch out and whatever and she's, oh yeah she's made this little stamp and it's it's made from a cartoon that you've drawn and it just says oh wow thanks oh mate. that's awesome and it's got a picture of <laughs> me and you on but it. Uh, yeah but what's fucked about this is that she's so like yeah, she's taken a drawing that I've done, and it, and the the bit that's getting the ink on it is the bit that has the color in it. So it's not the outline. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, what you've just shown me <laughs> looks like a drawing of the two of us in blackface. Yes, yes, great. <laughs> so great. it's like a negative. It's like a it's like an inverse. Like if you had like a line drawing and yep. then like inverse of you and I. Well, the only the only other solution is if if she inverses that, and then we send all of our notes out on black pieces of paper from now on and write all of our notes with white out and then she can send the stamp with just the white features of us and, and, and put them on there. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Mm, that's, I don't like mind that at work. all. That's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> anyway, that looks awesome and also that will save yeah, that me looks great. one second um, every time I send out a jumper or a, like a hoodie or a t-shirt or a hat or anything like that. So that actually that actually is really good. Um, thank you very much, yeah. Bella. Now, Thanks, Bella. There is um, we'll we'll close up the the CBS mailbag on this last parcel, the third and final one this week. Now, mm-hmm. I I was planning on on seeing you at some stage and, and doing this and letting you open this one, but that's not going to happen at the moment. So I've I've now got a, a parcel that I uh, it is it is specifically addressed to you. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So if I can do the honors, I mean. Oh, yeah, sure. Unless, unless someone, unless somehow, somehow got this this information that you are co-using this PO box without knowing anything about the the podcast, and it's just an absolutely personal bit of um, bit of mail, which which I'd I'd mm. like to doubt. I, I'd like to think that I just start if I just start using it for my own just personal mail. Yeah. At great inconvenience to myself, it's like two suburbs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I know I've got access to it. <laughs> And you've got, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, your video just dropped out for a second, which yeah. is going to make this even more tricky. But yeah, yeah we're back on. Yeah, no, you, you have Lomas my permission. Was, I'd love, ben, I was just trying to. Ben Lomas was just trying to ring me. That's why the video dropped out. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I was I'm just trying to work out a way that I could uh, somehow still open it. I was just trying to think of like a system. Do you remember that old McDonald's ad where the kid had the little remote control car and he sent it from <laughs> his room down to the McDonald's drive-thru? Just something like that where I send a little buggy down to your house that's got a little knife on the edge of it. Yeah, And it yeah. just slices. And I'm controlling it from back here. We have to wait about 45 minutes for it to make the journey down to your house. But yeah. um, yeah. I, don't, I don't have access to any tech like that. A little, a little send over a drone. <laughs> that, that won't get you into trouble. Just send a drone with a knife attached to it into Hawthorne. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's if, someone, <laughs> if someone wants to post us a drone, 
to the PO box. It's about time that we had an official little Dum Dum Club drone of the podcast that we could just kind of, you know, we can't. We're at the moment we can't get content for the show by living our lives out in the street. So if we just took that thing for a bit of a fly around and just got our stories <laughs> that way, oh. that would be a pretty good solution. If I could, instead of like looking at the Kosamui webcam every day, if I could just sort of create my own um, Hawthorne webcam via a drone, that would that would mm. be pretty cool. Um, all yeah. right, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a great job of um, showing you what's going on at the moment here, Tommy, because I've got to get this in shot, but this parcel is quite big. It's a big parcel. Whoa. So yeah, okay. And it, once again, it's an Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's got the Amazon tape around it. Yep. Yeah, it, it looks pretty impressive. looks very impressive. Okay. And I've got no scissors or I've, I haven't thought enough to, put, to bring in a knife. Or a, or a pair of scissors into my bedroom to record this. So now I've I've currently gone through two big pens <laughs> trying to open this parcel. Okay, trying to slice open the yeah with, yep. a, with a biro. Um, all right, all right, all right. I'm I'm pretty close. How are you going? Are we making are we making progress here? Oh man, we are making such progress. I've got this. I've nearly opened half a box. Pretty cool here. Okay. All yep. Right. Right, I'm really excited. How heavy does it feel? Does it feel like the whatever's in there is kind of rattling? Because it's a relatively big box. Is whatever's in there rattling around a bit, or is it sitting it's pretty a, flush it's in a the bit box? Of an a, a4 by, you know, probably 12 inch sort of box. Here we go. I've got it. I've got okay. it open. I've got it open, Tommy. Um, loving all the 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 sort of packing pa- uh, packaging in here. That just these days, it's just there's so much shit in here that um, keeps things safe. Um, Oh, yeah, those bags that they fill up with air. Oh, I love it. Yet again, someone has gone to great uh, expense to send us something that's worth about three cents. There's like six packets of noodle soup. uh, Oh, yeah, ramen, ramen. instant ramen. I actually have have a packet of that exact type in my my pantry at the moment. Right. Um, And that's, that's, uh, that's a gift from Oscar. It says, get some ramen in your tummy. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks, Oscar. Fuck. Buying two-minute noodles via Amazon. What a world. You know what? Um, you know what's good that I've been making a lot recently? A, a recipe that I got out of a book. It's like a good way to kind of um, pimp up a very basic um, packet ramen noodle is that you cook it as per the packet, then you crack an egg into it, turn the heat off and like let the – fold the noodles over the egg so the egg kind of cooks with the heat from the noodles – then you put a slice of like processed American cheese on top, then some chopped spring onions, some sesame seeds, and like a little bit of butter into the soup. Makes it fucking beautiful. You should try it with that packet that Oscar's sent because I'm not going to be able to get it from you for a while. I really would, delicious stuff. I would never, I would never cut your lunch or eat your lunch, Tommy. So I, I can't. Well, you've just opened, you've just opened someone else's mail, which is a federal <laughs> crime, and I will be reporting this to the police. I've got, I've got you. I've got. I've been recording this Zoom call. I've got the video of it. I've got you fucking dead to rights yeah. here. You've also, when they bust in, they're going to find all these bits of blackface as well that I've been stamping onto letters. <laughs> Just yep. these, these hate yep. crimes that I'm sending out to people as well. It's not looking good for me. Um, Turning the bedroom into a den of crime. Yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm calling it. I'm Bella. Bella wins gift of the week. Mail of the week. Um, that is the stamp. Yeah, the stamp. The stamp is very, very good. Um, yeah, gone beyond. Uh, they're all great. All, all very good. Don't get me wrong; they're all great. But anyone who's had to like actually go out and get a thing, kind of like, um, uh, purposefully like manufactured just for this, yeah, 
that that gets you a couple of extra points in my books. And it's big of me to to count that as a better gift than someone sending noodles to someone that's not me. That's uh, mm, it was a tough yeah. one. It was a tough decision, but I've made the call. Um, thanks, everyone. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the uh, the CBS mailbag. Let's I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if we're, I close thought up the enough. Have I got the jingle for closing up the mailbag? Maybe I don't. No, I don't think I do. That yeah, that'll do. That'll do. I I, I think I just I'll just play that again. Surely, is that what I do? I'll just play that same, like little bit again, and I, I think. Yeah, just yeah. Let's just hear it again. <laughs> yeah. See, I just I just shouldn't have played the opening bit. Um, that's, that, that's <laughs> the CBS mailbag. Nice. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the other segment, of course, that we need to get around to within talking dum dum and that is uh yes. that is a thank you to everyone who subscribes to us on patreon patreon.com slash little dum dum club it keeps this podcast alive it breathes air into our lungs in here into the con into the, the the content lungs um you give us monetary cpr every week um you drag us out of the um out of the ocean of unemployment and you breathe that that beautiful monetary oxygen into our bank-like lungs and um, keep us alive, bring us back to life. So thank you very much to everyone who does that. Of course, we also thank you by sending you bonus content every week. At the moment, you're getting two apps a week, two bonus mini apps a week that have been a lot of fun. Um, and also, of course, you get to, chan- to to take the chance of going into immortality by having your name read out in the little Patreon Hall of Fame, as it were. Every week. That's um, exactly it. There's been mm. millions of people join that Hall of Fame already. Um, I mean, of course, there's going to be millions. When you sometimes you're reading at thousands per week, it's going to build up to millions, isn't it? So, um, yeah, let's see how many we do this week. Um, let's crack straight into it, I reckon, um, and hit the big red button on the unplanned title alternator for the first time this week. First cab off the rank is, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Will Jennings. Jennings, J E double N E N S. I'm afraid that's not okay, a name, I thought, Tommy. Yeah, I, I thought. Sorry, I thought. I thought that that was uh, some kind of error with the Zoom call on my end. <laughs> um, I just heard you say that, and I was like, that the the call must have glitched up for a second yeah. there because there's no fucking way yeah. there'd be someone getting around with a name like that. But I know, God Almighty, I stand corrected, Jennings. Uh, yeah, I think his name has coronavirus. I think there's something very ill. Yeah, something not not right with the lungs of that. Name. I think his, I think his name has dyslexia and doesn't know how to spell itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Brett Blake designed this guy's family tree. I think his name is J- mm. Jennings. It's really Will Jennings. And it, it has to be Jennings. Jennings, right? Well, Jennings. I don't know. Do you reckon there's some dumb fuck? He's uh, uh, grandpa was some absolute fuckwit, and um, that's just wrecked the family from then on. And you know, of course, how many times has poor old Will? How many times do you reckon poor old Will has had to say no, 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 Jennings? Just that phrase. How many times yeah, no, do you reckon I, he said? Yeah. Uh in the millions. Mm. Like, yeah. No, 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 look, I can see why you would think that because that is an actual name and what I've presented you with is barely even a word, um, much less a name. But, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I'm standing by initially what I said. It is Jennings. Yep. How many times do you think he said – what's he said more? No, 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 Jennings or – no, E-N-S – 
Um, I, d- I just don't think you can have one without the other. Yeah, yeah. I think there's no. I think there's no way that he's not saying both of them at the same time. Mm, mm, yeah, it's, I um, think he's probably also said, "Yeah, no, you're right. It should be. It should be Jennings. You're, you're right. I, I, hey, I'm with you." Do you think he? <laughs> every time he spell, every time he has to write out his name or sign his name, do you think he like puts the little dots beneath it, like as if it's you know Microsoft is saying this is not spelt correctly, this is not right. He can. He just adds that to his oh, own yeah. handwriting. Oh, you mean like the? Do, does he just constantly travel around with a little um, red texter so that when he's written his name, he draws a yeah. little squiggly line yes. under it? Yes. Yeah. He's got a permanent. He's got like, anytime he's filling out a form, uh, he's also got a few little kind of printouts of um, the Microsoft Word um, paperclip yep. that he can just stick down next to it with a little speech bubble saying, it looks like your name might be completely fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he starts, <laughs> he signs his name, W-I-L-J-E-N-N-E-N-S, brackets, S-P, question mark, end bracket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Citation needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Microsoft paperclip, I feel like this is maybe something we've talked about in the past, but... Perhaps it's worth revisiting. I think it's high time that we had a mascot of the show. Oh yeah, I've become really, I've become really addicted to. There's a Twitter account that I love that um, uh, every day or so they'll tweet like a little Japanese mascot. The Japanese love a mascot. Every every like area or store, like no matter how small, has its own little mascot. Like there's thousands of them throughout the country, and it's just really like reinvigorated my love for the. For the little che- the little cheerful cartoon mascot, so I think we could have some kind of anthropomorphized. Oh, yes, I got it right. Yeah. Um, sort of um, mascot of the show, but I don't, I don't quite know what he should be. What about what about? I mean, I'm I'm going way too far. You you're suggesting one thing, and which would be a big leap. All of a sudden, I've 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 leapt beyond that into. What if we were like McDonald's and we had the whole family straight away? We had, you know, the equivalent of Ronald. We had the Hamburglar. We had Birdie. We had Mary yep. McCheese. We had, um, what yep. else was there? A uh, Grimace. A big fucking purple cunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would that would be good. Uh, I mean, look, initially my thought is, you know, we, we have like a little talking burger. That's cute. That's, that's, that's like our little equivalent of like the, you know, when cartoonists have the little talking fucking, you know, bin or fucking pen or <laughs> yeah, whatever it is in, right, the, in the tiny little right. corner of their cartoon. That's what yeah. we want. That's what we want. A little guy yeah, at the uh, bottom. That's g- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know when we, on social media, we'll put out a, like a graphic of like who's on this week, a picture of us with them, posing with mm. them, whatever. Here's who it is, episode 512. It's with Pete Hellier and um, and uh, uh, Danny McGinley. And it's a picture of us. And then we have a little talking burger in the bottom corner that just goes, they've done it yep. again or, you know, whatever. Love it. Love it. All right. I'll do that up for next week. As of next week, we can start having that into the, in okay. the, uh, in the, in the social media images. Great. Should it be, I guess it should be a talking burger. The problem with that, it though, is that it is really getting into McDonald's territory. Um, we are starting to get into some serious Mayor McCheese kind of potential mm. but they litigation don't use there. cheese anymore anyway. And they can't sue because we have a talking burger. They didn't invent talking so- burgers. <laughs> So it's like the so it's like the CBS mailbag theme. <laughs> They're not using it anymore. Yeah, so we, we we'll have, just Ro- have Ronald it. Ronald McContent. Yeah. That's our new logo. That's our new mascot. People people just hit us up. Let us know what famous things are out there that aren't being used anymore, and then that's the way we can find new angles and mascots and 
music and whatever for this show. We'll just go through the bins and find stuff that other companies aren't using. Right. Well, we can't, you know, we can't have like a talking jar of moose or something because people are just going to go, what the fuck is that? Is that a... Did someone shit in a bin? What what what's like moose is pretty hard yeah. to cut to cartoonize. I reckon pretty hard to draw. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have uh, what's his name? Bergie. We'll have little Bergie down the bottom Tim, of um, what about Tim down the, the bottom. Tim Tim the burger. Yeah. Okay. We got Tim the burger down the bottom of the social media oh. post from now on. Just ripping out a bit of. Uh, they've done it again. Yeah. Tim, Tim the burger, or maybe Hughes Hughes the burger. Um, Hughes the burger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Um. Yeah. Anyway, but people can suggest, but I, I quite like that idea. That's good. We'll um, workshop him during the week, yeah. I we thought you were going to say, because I do love the cartoonists that have their little mascot that just, like, pipes in down the bottom of the comic strip. Mm. I Like, I liked the way of us, the idea of us trying to do that in an audio medium where you can't just show him. So we have to employ someone to do the voice of this character. Yeah. So we've just, every now and then, you've got someone piping in off the back of a story going, sounds like a bit of a cunt, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mind that. Um, thanks, Will. Um, thanks, Will. Sorry about sorry about the rest of it. Um, real shame. Hopefully, you're one of those weird mm. people that get married to a girl and take their surname. Hopefully, and hopefully they have spelt their name right. Um, thanks anyway. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Daniel Beaton. Beaton. B e a t o n. Now this is. <laughs> th- this is this is oh look you you go for this you, you you can have a free run at that to start with oh wow well you know seeing a bit more money come into the bank account I think I'm going to be beaten off after this very nice very nice um, do, do you reckon you copped a, a lot of that for sure mm. no question mm. no doubt in my mind I I've I have I have a good friend with the surname Beaton I have to say mm. um, and what <laughs> we, we we call him. We have a certain nickname for him because we uh, he used to hang around our house when we when I lived in a share house in in Ballarat, and we had another friend that would hang around, and we would we would call him Beatsy. His nickname was Beatsy, except for some mm-hmm. reason, this other friend just heard it wrong the whole time, and would just call him Beatsy the entire time, and knew his name was okay. Knew his name his last name was Beaten, but then kept referring to him as Beatsy. How the fuck do you okay. get beaten and then turn it into a nickname of Batesy? So then, but of course, we went very quickly from ridiculing that guy for calling him Batesy to then absolutely calling him Batesy for the rest of his life. Yep, yep. No surprises there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Batesy. Thanks, Daniel Batesy. Thanks, Batesy. Um, but hey, look, um, we can. That's not the end of that. We can continue with that if you like. You know, there's, there's plenty of meat on that bone, surely. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I reckon he's well. You're like, oh, I, 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 off. I, the end. I don't want to. You know, that's I, it. Yeah, I sort of don't think. I don't think there is much more meat on the bone. I mean, you saying meat and bone. I was like trying oh, to yeah. formulate something into the yeah. um, you know, in, into into there. You know, yeah. Working it's, it down to the bone. Yeah, it's um. I think it's almost like a bit of um, a second wave of puberty. Like you, you have things happen to your own body, but then you have that thing of, like at, s- at school one day, someone's come up and gone, you know your name, yeah, Daniel Beaton. What's what's wrong with that? <laughs> Beaten off. What, what do you mean? And then it's like being told that Santa's not real, or it's like 
you know, growing yep. growing hair down there or something. There's just some crucial point in his childhood where it's like, oh, this is what my name means for the rest of my life. It would be uh, it would be interesting to do a study. Like, I'm sure you you'd probably know about people like this um, from you know from when you were at school. But like, the people who they have their group of friends from school, and then you'll see photos of them on Facebook. 10, 15 years after high school's finished and they're all just still hanging out with each other and you sort of look at it and go, have these cunts made a single new friend in the last decade? Yeah. Which if you had a name like that that was subject to mass bullying when you were at school, do you think it would inspire you to never make new friends after school? Because you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to go through all that again. You know what? I'll just stick with these guys for the rest of my life because you know, they've gotten it all out of their system. They did it all at school. You know, I'm not going to have to deal with someone at university going, beaten, oh, yeah, beaten off, you know. Yeah, it would, but it, it you know what? Of... I've, got, I've got my own mm-hmm. case study, like I said. I've I got a friend, last name Beaten. And you know what? I really it's – a, it's a good example of, like, being what, what being a good bloke can do because he's a good guy. He's a funny guy. I don't think he copped mm. that much from having that name. I really don't think he copped that okay. much. So nice little advertisement for not being a complete fuckhead. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether it, it was just our absolute lack of skill and perception to just ignore that last name, or whether it was just us going, "Nah, nah, he's all right." So what you're saying is, this guy listening, who's subscribed, mm. um, this Patreon subscriber that we're talking about, if he's copped it over his lifetime, that's proof, definitive proof that he's not a good bloke. Yeah, or he could be just waking up to it right now. He might be the best bloke of all time, and we've let off with uh, beating your dick, and he's gone, what the fuck? I've never heard that before in my whole life. Yeah, what the... Yeah. Yeah, oh, God, okay, all right. There's a first time for everything. All right, first time I've heard that one. And it's just like he's just a fucking... The the best bloke that's ever lived. Never. It's never gone within... Well, you know... Who are you of him? He pays money to a Patreon. He's, you know, he's pretty. He's a pretty good guy, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not too good of a guy because you let off with beating, beating your little dick. So, um, well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was just trying to do my job. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. What are you supposed to do? Dan- oh, Daniel, like Spaniel. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Get him. Get him. Yes. Get him. All right. Well, thanks, Batesy. You, you, Thanks, Batesy. You either champ or absolute fucking idiot. Um, mm. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Steve Malpass. Malpass. Yeah, Malpass. M A L P A S. Is that where you'd go with Malpass or Malpass? Do you think one of them, Steve? Malpass. I think Malpass. Yeah. Is it? Is it like uh, um, Steve? Is it Hall Pass? Is it? Was that the movie? Was that the name of the movie, Hall Pass, yeah. or is it? Is that the one where he gets to... <laughs> was it Hal Pass? <laughs> <laughs> is it Hall Pass where where he gets to go and root whoever he wants or whatever? Is that what that was? Is that that movie? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a concept that people have, and yes, the movie was called that, and that was the concept of the movie. Right, Hall Pass. That's, um, I don't know, I've, I find it funny that the word Hall is in that, like... I don't know. Well, it's an American thing, right? Isn't it at school? It's the past that you get to be roaming around outside of class time. You you would often hear that in like sitcoms and cartoons. Like you need a hall pass to be able to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able to go outside of the classroom for sure. But it's like <laughs> I find that funny. It's like oh, you're allowed to leave 
the class to go to the toilet. It's not I'm allowed to leave the class to go and get my dick sucked. It's 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 quite a um it's quite a leap to go from going well, to the, going the, to the toilet to getting to root whoever you want and your wife being fine with it. Well, you and I didn't attend um school in America. Maybe that is what it means. Oh, right. Any any United States listeners want to weigh in and let us know? Did you used to did you used to regularly fuck women yeah. in the in the bathrooms in the middle of maths class? Yeah. Maybe that's a you know, maybe that's a common part of the American school system. Yeah, maybe um you sort of get a bit horny um, you know, in in the middle of geography. Can I get a hall pass, sir? Yes. And then you go out and stick your dick in the bubble taps. And um <laughs> that's that's all part of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Have I ever told this that my friend I didn't see this happen. This he did this to a, another friend of ours. But um, they were in maths one day. I think this was in like year 10 or something. And he turned to this other friend of ours and went, I'm going to go and have a wank. <laughs> and put his hand up and asked the teacher if he could go to the toilet. No. And she goes, she goes, yeah, okay, off you go. No. He goes to the toilet and like comes back 10 minutes later or whatever and sits down next to my friend and just does this. Just goes. Does a big nod. Just does a big nod at big him. Nod. Just does a big over-exaggerated nod at him. Uh. Like, Yep. Mission accomplished. Oh, we man. got him. <laughs> he, he got off so easy. I thought I thought for sure the end of the story is going to be, I'm going to go and have a wank. And then puts his hand up. Can I go to the toilet? Yes. And then someone just goes, he just told me he was going for a wank, sir. He's going to pull oh, his Oh, God. That would have been Stitched up. That would have been the best. That's one of those things that, like, at the time you having done that, it, it would have been World War Three, <laughs> and you probably would have really regretted doing it. I'm sure the mate would have been very shitty at him, and the sort of thing when you're that age that could really wreck a friendship forever. Yeah. But looking back on it now as an adult, I bet that friend wishes, fuck, that would have been such a sick story now if I had have done that. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Oh, man, I remember in high school um, being being influenced by a bad boy and like drawing drawing little cartoons and whatever and, and this this guy this guy being like oh yeah check out this 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 new girl over here is a fucking idiot look i she was she was dribbling before she was like dribbling out of her mouth you should draw a picture of her like dribbling and i was like all right and they just drew this cartoon of this this girl dribbling and then you know just to give it the extra bit of juice you know was drawing exaggerated features and drawing hair on her neck and all this Gross stuff. Yep, just going. Oh, yep. right, check this out. And he just goes really fifing it up. Yeah, he just goes great. Picks up the picture, goes straight to the girl, and goes, "Carl drew this of you. <laughs> See over here, this guy. He drew that. That's you on the picture. That's you. And very, just, very good stuff. Absolutely fucked me royally. All time fucked me. It, yeah, there's rough, not much more you can. Rough. Not, 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 not too many mo- more ways harder you can get fucked than that. That's that was fucking horrific. No. Not at all. Yep. Do you still have the drawing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, no, but I am married to that girl now. That's um, that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it worked. You should thank this guy then. That changes the story completely. Well, no, that didn't. It didn't quite happen. I'm married to the guy now. What if you got up? What if you got up and told that story at your wedding? <laughs> like, first of all, people like, why is he telling us this? And then the reveal is, and uh, look, I was mad at my friend at the time, but it all worked out. And now I'm married to her. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely invent some fucked story about how you met your wife. That is a That'd good, be great. That would be pranking your wife on her wedding day yep. is what a great foot to get <laughs> off on. Just the parents going, "Why would you do this? What? What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Um, 
who who is this? Steve. This is another Steve one Hall we've pass. gotten so far away from it. Steve, Steve Hall Pass. Mall Pass. Mal Pass. Malpass. Whatever the fuck your name is. Um, but we are both having, um, we are both taking hall passes to root you, Steve. That's what we're we're, we're going to absolutely yes. double team you in the disabled toilets. Yep. In the middle of um, yep. history. Uh, we're going to make your. I'm going to have history. sex. I'm going to have sex with this guy, and um, my defence to my girlfriend will be that his name sort of sounds like <laughs> the word hall pass. So it's as if I had a hall pass from you to have sex with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, and I'm going to tell my wife I fucked a guy because we thought it would be funny, and I think yeah. I, th- I think that would fly. A lot imagine, easier. yeah, because yeah, imagine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm married to you, I'm not gay, so yeah. it's very funny that I did this. Yeah, I had an ironic um, heart on, so that's that's how that worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Steve. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Oh boy, thank you to John Block. John Block. John. Block. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sounds this like, is. This sounds like the most boring like action hero ever. Well, he's also like in the, you know, if you want to treat this part of the show like an improv game, which it kind of is, he really is blocking us here. Well, this this could be the man um, with the keys to the H&R Block fortune. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would explain why he's sitting so flush, able to subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. Just Makes s- a bit of sense. Sending someone else, you know, um, um, claiming, claiming on this contribution to charity, writing this contribution yep. off. Absolutely. Could be if 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 all of a sudden we hear about H and R Block to change change to H and R and J Block, then it'll be confirmed. Yeah, it's definitely this guy. This seems like one of those things where, like, you know, I'm try- I can't really think of a good example other than the one that I'm about to say. But like, th- there'll be things that you just that that you look into them in popular culture, and then it turns out that they have an actual name that people don't really know about. John Block seems like the kind of thing that you would look up the Lego Man and find out oh, that. Yeah. The, the default Lego man actually has a name. You know what I mean? Like within yeah, yeah, the law yeah. of Lego or whatever that like not that many people know about it, but he's like referred to internally in the company <laughs> as John Block. What about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what about like, because you always see like John Smith on like fake credit cards and, you know, if you find yep. a, a dead body that like no one knows, it's, it's John Doe. What about, John Doe, do, yeah. do we find out in the, in the building industry, if they haven't named a brick, they call it John Block. That's just John the, Block. That's the name right. of every brick. So that's why quite often construction, like there was a build, there was a house being built behind my apartment when I moved in, and it's taken, it's it took basically two years to build, and you know it's easy for me to sit here and go, what are they fucking doing over there? Why does it take so long to build this fucking house? But then once you realise that they're having to, before they build it, they're having to name each and every single brick that's going into the foundation of the building. All of yeah. a sudden, that time makes a lot more sense because that's a that's a very time consuming procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know when you see those, um, uh, like those buildings, and they, uh, you, you sort of think you, th- there's a lot of names on the bricks because that's people have contributed towards building the thing. It's like no, 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 no one contributed. Mm. That's the names of the bricks. Yeah, the tradies all just sit around and they all just kind of yeah, they have to work it out. They have to, they have to debate each <laughs> and every single brick. Someone gets to suggest a name, and they all kind of go back and forth and yeah. plead their case and mm. someone might have an objection to it for a specific reason. Yeah, and, and yeah it's a, a bit like those... if you think this bit of this podcast is tedious, 
You should hang outside a construction mm. site when they're doing that because it makes this look like art. Yeah, that explains why when you go into a bookshop and there's those baby naming books, there's always brick naming books next to them. Yep, yep, mm. right next to it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. and they're, they're often, they're harder to, you might not have seen them because they're, there's famously more construction sites than there are babies. Yep. So yep. Uh, <laughs> the brick naming books fly off the shops. You, you, you probably, most bookshops you've gone into probably wouldn't have even had them on the shelves, but yep. you know they're on back order. They're yep. constantly on back order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the times they don't even make it to the shelves because when they've built the bookshop, they've had to use them on the on on the construction yep. of the bookshop. Yep. And once you've named once you've named a few bricks out of the book, you then have to set fire to the book. Mm, it, it can't be reused that after trick. that. That old trick. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You you don't want <laughs> <laughs> bricks are different from people. You don't want some you know two bricks with the same name because it just gets confusing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just loving the idea of someone, a guy in a maternity ward, his wife's giving birth and like, you know, he's holding his son in his arms for his first time. He's like, we're going to call him Adrian and then pulling out a baby naming book and just immediately setting fire to it in the maternity <laughs> ward going, won't be needing this. <laughs> it just goes up in flames. Yep. That would be a nice little ceremonial, like, yep. it, you know, White people don't have too many like kind of customs or traditions or anything like that. It would be great to have that brought in. Yeah, as they, a they they put the um <laughs> they they put the umbilical cord in the book as a bookmark and then set fire to the lot of it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't say why it wouldn't. Um, all right, thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, John. All right. Um, now we do have to record. Uh, a bonus episode straight after that, and the, and a guest that is going to be on that is has been uh, messaging me on Facebook, wanting to hurry up and do it because of his ah. very busy schedule. Of which that is an absolute lie. He's fucking got nothing to do. But anyway, we better we better get on with it. So all right, we'll curtail mm-hmm. this. We'll just leave it at um, however many dozen we've done this week. Let's just do, let's just do one more um, and leave it at that. I think we've made a, a big dent into the um, into the 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 hundreds of names of uh, people that are subscribing, that are, that are hitting, hitting me up going, when are we going to be read out? Of course, I don't know. It's completely yep. random, unplanned. Um, so just one more, one more cab off the rank for the week. Uh, you yep. ready, Tommy, for one more? Yep. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear this name. Great. Okay. Well, you're about to. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Oh. Okay. I'm not sure if this is... Hmm. Okay, I, I, again, look, this isn't, this doesn't seem to be a person, but more a company. I'm not sure if we've made a ruling on this or not, uh, whether companies Company. can, can, you know, subscribe to us on Patreon and, and still get a, you know, get something out of having your name because it's, it's sort of like an ad, isn't it? Rather than just a, a you know, like a, like a sort yeah, of yeah, true. But if they're paying, you know, yeah, if you they're paying. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. You know, we don't have to get the message across or tell people where they can get the thing. Just mm. saying the name of it. You know, I don't really mind too much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very very much to Patreon subscriber H and R Comedy. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. And yeah. what do they do? Do you know? Well, of course, at the end of every um end of every comedy year, you go in to get your comedy audited. Uh, to make sure, <laughs> right? Okay, if it's yeah. all right, and whether whether you owe the government any anything, whether you should be going to jail or not because of your comedy, yeah. Um, whether you need yep. to be given anything back, whether you know whether you yep. owe the government money because of your comedy, 
Um, yeah. Yep, yep. All, all of I've climbed sort of a lot of mental illness on comedy over the years, <laughs> so I'd like to think I'm getting a bit back this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, all right. Well, well yeah, um, make sure you, you go there. I don't know who you usually go to to get your comedy audited, but, um, you know, if they're going to... If they're going to help us, I think it's only right that we we help them back. Yeah, I actually do it all myself using uh, MYOC, Mind Your Own Comedy. (laughs) Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, great. Mm. Yeah, I I just have boxes and boxes of, like, receipts that I keep for comedy. Much more notes than I I take for my actual comedy, but, um, yeah. Right, right. Well, that's, you know, that's how life works, yeah. Mm. Well, thanks H&R Comedy, and thanks everyone who subscribes subscribes and supports the Little Dum Dum Club on patreon.com slash little dum dum club. Sign up now and you can get two bonus mini episodes every week. Hit the website for the uh, face masks and the hoodies and all that sort of stuff. I've also got all previous episodes on there. Hats. All that sort of shit, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See See you, mates. mates.